Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? <laughs> Thursday night, it's time to get driven. It's time for Totally Driven Radio. That's right. We're live on the air. We got some good news. We got some bad news. We got some totally driven news. And we got some fun. And we got some laughs. We got some, I wasn't saying games, but we have no games. We just got us. We got you. We got us. We got the world. We are the world. Come on, sing it. No? All right. Don't bother that. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so... You know, I can't do this show alone, absolutely not, because then I would sound like a freaking moron talking to dead air or uh, a wall in front of me. So uh, I invite my two best friends in the world along here with me. So uh, we got he, – he's been known as late as a king of the boom boom room, but tonight I'm going to call him king of the snipers because he must be a true eBay sniper because he always calls on literally at the last second each week. Let's get him on here, Mr. Jimmy Gennetti. What's going on there, buddy? Hey there. <laughs> uh, don't sing. Don't start singing again, please. Don't. don't. Yeah, it was bad, wasn't it? Just yeah, bad. just a tad. Even the dogs panting over here. <laughs> oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. And we got, of course, the man who uh, who gets motivated by the thoughts of Fort Wilkinson. I see that, and and I can just picture he's getting all fucking amped up over there. He's pacing around. He's going to contractor places and saying, do you need this? Because if not, it is mine. What's going on, Mr. Nick? (laughs) Hey, man, when you're right, you're right. I I do get motivated. And trust me, dude, if you're not getting free stuff off of eBay, you're not hustling. Free stuff? I get... Or not eBay, I'm sorry, Craigslist. Oh, okay, I, I okay. I get so much free stuff, like... I told uh, you. I had gonna, to stop. I'm going to furnish my whole house. Yeah, I told you. I had to stop because I, I ran out of room. <laughs> you can. You can furnish houses. I mean, you can open a business and sell stuff, just free stuff on Craigslist. I, I'll tell you... you 
You know what you can get out here? Wait a minute. The, the, wait a minute. The, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. How, how the hell do you open up a business and sell shit that was free on the paper? <laughs> because if you go on Craigslist, they have a free section. Right. And people and, and you can check like literally constantly. And people are giving away stuff like crazy, all types of furniture, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, they'll put it out as a curb alert or whatever. And you just go to the location and pick it up. I, I, dude, I had gotten so much furniture that way. Uh, and now, you know, I was. I don't do couches and chairs and stuff like that. What, what I've been doing is toilets, sinks, vanities, uh, countertops. Anything that's structural and stuff that I won't have to buy later on. A wood-burning stove, a deep freezer. And uh, even if they need, like, a little bit of work, I can usually figure it out based on YouTube. Like, I'm not an expert at fixing anything, but uh, that's all hundreds of dollars that I won't have to spend later. You know what I mean? But, See, but you're you... right. Like, if, if I wanted to just sell toilets out of my garage... I could get fifty toilets this week and sell them for ten bucks a piece. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you could. It's amazing. It's not. Yeah, but you took it to a whole new level with toilets, though. Well, I was thinking like I'm gonna have to, you know, build a bathroom from the ground up. So if I can get a toilet, a sink, a vanity, some tiles, that's all money that it's gonna save me. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> <coughs> oh man, this fucking tiles is my new thing. That's what I'm looking for over the next couple months. Is oh, I want to get as much tile, and then I'm gonna go to uh, wood flooring. Sometimes you can buy like laminate boxes of laminate on there. Free. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what else to keep an eye out for? Which I would see a lot on there. Hot tubs. Oh, yeah, especially in Phoenix, dude. I mean, there's 10 a day on there. You can come haul it away. It's yours. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah, that's why I wanted to... Uh... You better sanitize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fill it up with what? 100% bleach. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and let it gurgle for a couple hours at least. What were you saying about my thing over here? Hot... Hot human soup or something? Yeah, ball <laughs> soup. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can imagine what the hell is in there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, but those things are thousands of dollars, man. If I could get one and, and, you know, clean it up and bring it to my house, I just got a hot tub. You know what my I mean? Buddy, like, my buddy, yeah. who's like an actual, he's like mechanically inclined. He's an actual mechanic. Um he would get like uh his thing was like lawnmowers. He would get like gas lawnmowers and stuff like that. And usually they they were broken or you know need repaired or whatever. Yeah. And he would just he would repair them and flip them back on Craigslist to make a fortune. Oh wow. I think he even awesome. got a camper one time, a pop up camper that needed some work, and he just you know he cleaned it up and fixed it and flipped it. Yeah, he he does all I... that shit. I see a lot of times in some city, like where the old folks live, I'll I'll see RVs pop up that are like gutted on the inside. You know yeah. what I mean? We're just, and I always thought to myself, man, I should just 
put one of them in the driveway and slowly try and bring it back to life. You know what I mean? Right. But they they pop up almost every month, dude. It's crazy. Oh, man. I got this fucking call. uh, You know, this, uh, this fucking sarcoidosis shit and I don't mind being angry about it and cursed. Um, I, actually, I wanted to really get into a discussion about it last week. It's really been kicking my fucking ass. And um, when I, I get short of breath, I start this fucking cough because I can't breathe. And, and I'm just sitting here. It's like I'm fucking running a mile or anything. Do you get, did they give you any sort of inhaler or? <sighs> Please, dude. <laughs> yes, I had. I have two inhalers. I stopped taking them both. Well, I have one. I'll really? take like desperation, which probably should <coughs> t- <coughs> take it, um, because the the one is like I can take throughout the day up to four times, and then they gave me another one that's like a steroid that I'm supposed to take in the morning when I wake up and then uh, before I go to bed, and then you have to with that one. This is where it creeps yeah. me out. I stopped taking the other one was. Um, <laughs> You have to make sure after you use it, you have to rinse your your mouth out with mouthwash. Um, otherwise, you can get this like mouth and throat disease. Like that doesn't. Oh, really? seem, yeah, like that's not encouraging me to want to take that, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you think you think maybe it's kicking your ass because you're not taking the medicine. <laughs> I mean. yeah, well, here, here's, that's the funny thing too. Like, I went and. Uh, See, I don't know if we had this discussion. We really haven't been on I the don't air, think but so. uh, beginning of the month, uh, I, I was on a total of nine pills per day and the two inhalers, and I had just complete negative energy. Like there, it wasn't even hitting zero. Um, I was spending seventy-five percent of my days in bed, and I, I can tell you right now, genetics probably thinking, "Well, we're you using your fucking sleep machine." Yes, I was. I was using that fucking thing religiously, and it just was not working. So I just now, with, all the, <clears throat> with all the it's crazy because think, inhalers are supposed to give you energy. You know what I mean? Like they usually make your heart race or no, dude. That they that's what they told me. And he also prescribed a medicine that he said to me is going to be kind of like doing lines of cocaine. <laughs> that that was the way he described how much energy this stuff's going to give me. It made me more tired. That's I would crazy. Take, I would take it and literally go back up to bed. After I had like woke up and I was like getting ready to go to work, I would just be so tired. I had to go back and lay down, and I'd go back to sleep for a few more hours. So now did you tell him that? Yeah. Yes. And they didn't. That's crazy. Well, I was supposed to go see him uh, beginning of the month, and here. I, I had a uh, echocardiogram done, which everything with my heart is fine. Um, right. So he is sending me for another sleep study. Well, they couldn't send uh, schedule it till end of July. Which now check this out. They're sending me for a sleep study, so I have to be there at it's like nine or ten at night, sleep overnight, and with this, I got to stay there till five o'clock the next day because they want to monitor me. All day. Oh wow! See, Kate's mom—they did the same thing. Only they let her take it home. 
Like, they hooked her up to it, and oh, we hooked her up to it at home. It was like an at-home kit, and then she just brought the results in. Really? Yeah. Nah, this was just this like one... two, two, three days ago. Really? Uh, this one, they told me... Uh... They'll feed me breakfast and lunch, uh, bring something to keep myself occupied. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so, I would definitely talk to him because there's this thing. It's called a paradoxal effect, and it, 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 it's almost exactly what you're describing. It's when you take a stimulant and it reacts the opposite way. It makes you tired. And usually the, the trick around that is to then take, you know, an ambient or something, and then that usually gives you energy. That's how you know that, you know, you're, there's a chemical imbalance or something like that. So I would definitely, you know, let him know that if they're not giving you any energy, it's putting you to sleep. Because there's got to be a reason behind that. Okay, well, well, here, here we go. Because I stopped taking the medicines. I, I continue to maintain, take my, my fluid pill um, because right. I kind of constant swelling. And uh, uh, I need something to go to sleep. Now, I was on Trazodone and Lorazepam, which is the shit that fucking Chris Cornell was on. After that whole fucking thing, it really freaked me the fuck out. So that was another reason why I was like, fuck all these fucking pills. So I stopped taking them, and he put me on fucking Ambien, which... The first night, it worked like a charm. It was like, all right, take one ambient. Well, the second night, no. So now, I'm, as of the past week, I'm taking two Trazodone, two Ambien to go to bed, and I was up at 2 o'clock this morning, and I went to sleep last night at 11.30. Oh, wow. That's crazy, dude. I take uh, lorazepam every day. Uh, really? I think it's one of the best drugs in the world. See, it, it's it's definitely uh, I think it's definitely stronger than the the trazodone because for a while I was just taking the lorazepam, um, I cut out the trazodone, so I went and saw my my family doctor yesterday and I told him all this stuff. He was like fucking pissed. He's like, "Do you realize how dumb that was to just stop all that?" Medicine? He said, "Did you just stop cold turkey?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you nuts?" I'm like, "Yeah." Well, I was going yeah. nuts. Stopping some of those medications can cause seizures and stuff, though. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it, it's been, yeah, it's been a, a fucked up fucking time. But it, the weirdest part is I'm awake now. Now I'm more right. awake than ever, and I'm fucking wired, and I've been getting so much stuff done. I had, like, my my legitimate car job. Like, I hadn't done, like, three months of work of uh, of videos I'm like all caught up now. Like I, 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 I <laughs> two weeks. Like I've started catching up on putting uh, old uh, interviews up of of this show. Like I, I've just been getting so much done. I, I, I started using my new laptop finally because I had the energy to like really start down and start transferring stuff. I still have a few things I have to transfer, but um, you know, it, it's almost complete. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely feel a lot better that way. But just physically overall. I just, my body just, it's not cooperating with me at all. It's crazy, man, because, you know, we've been doing this, like, weight loss thing for a while where we talk about it, we have groups and stuff, and there was a minute there where you were starting to really, like, pick up on the, like, going outside and going to the park and walking around, 
And now it sounds like you physically can't do it. You know what I, I mean? Dude, I, I walked um, earlier. I had to go run in and pick up prescriptions, ironically, um, from Walgreens. Walking from my car into Walgreens to the pharmacy counter and back out, I was like, I was, like I am right now, coughing and out of breath. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's just absurd. And it's this whole, which, you know, when, when, you, when you have a disease, when you find out you have like a disease or whatever, um, people always tell you, don't go on WebMD, don't look at none of that stuff, which <laughs> right. I hadn't done that. Like, I hadn't done that. Um, and I really tried not looking up any of this stuff. Well, a couple weeks ago, my first mistake was um, the big poster child of this disease is Bernie Mac. That's what he died from. So okay. there's a show on, I think it's the Reels Network, that's like Celebrity Autopsy, I think it's called. So we had been watching that uh, every Saturday night. They'll do like a uh, you know, block of episodes. And for like two, three weeks, they were building it up. The the new episode of the season was going to be Bernie Mac. And I was like, uh, well, here we go. So I, <laughs> I, like an asshole, I watched it. I literally, I, at about the half hour, 35 minute mark, I like had to get up and just leave the room and, get, and just go upstairs and go to bed. And, and I finally said to Jeff, I said, I honestly, after watching that, I was so upset. Like, I don't know whether to just cry or throw up like it had me so shook it was just a scary fucking thing what's that two words for you medical marijuana uh, you know what absolutely absolutely you know, there is something else and, and, and I hate to bring it up to you because I know it's something that you probably hate but um Sarcoidosis is essentially an inflammatory disease. It, whatever yeah. you know, lymph nodes or organs or whatever it is that makes that it affects it inflames them. I mean, that's basically what the disease does. So, right. have you ever considered going a hundred percent vegetarian? Because um, without the meat, you would get nothing but the anti-inflammatory properties of, of fruits and vegetables. And a lot of people that have inflammatory diseases like that, when they switch to vegan and vegetarian, they end up living a lot um, stressor-free of a lifestyle in, in the long run. Uh, Nick, what was my last name again? <laughs> I got you, buddy. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just you, you saying. Know, go with the miracle <laughs> Go with both. <laughs> right, right. You know, I I have um, I have put some thought in, into um the whole. I'm not going to say vegetarian thing because that never even would have crossed my mind ever. But like a really <laughs> a cleaner eating lifestyle. I, I I just I don't know what it is, man. I just and I have to like I got to stop making excuses. I got to stop being a fuck up, and I, I really got to do it because it, it's it's bad. Like. Something I had to do last week that I didn't, you know, it was just a weird thing. And I like I sat, I took uh, I took my daughters to lunch and sat down with them and and um, told them what was going on because I mean right. they, they they can tell they know something's wrong. Um, so I wanted to like finally be honest with them and say, look, you know, 
this is what I got. This is what it is. This is what it affects. This is why I can't move too good or I'm constantly out of breath or blah, 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 blah. Um, which made me feel better because I finally was like being honest with them, but <clears throat> I, I just, I, I feel like fucking shit, man. I just really feel like shit. Yeah. See, that sucks. Uh, but enough of that. Uh, Cause we, got, we got other, we got, we got good stuff to talk about tonight. We got, um, we got coming up in uh, 8.45. It's a late night for her tonight. We have uh, Kristen Burt. She'll be calling in with uh, this week's Hollywood news, which has, there really hasn't been much big news this week going on, I don't think. Or did I miss it? And... I mean, it depends on what you consider big. But uh, there's always news, you know what I mean? Donald Trump is the news every day now, so. I've totally, to me, like... I, I really wanted him to do good, and I was really behind him, but I, I, he's just turned into a complete fuck-up, I think. And I don't, don't get me wrong, like, I don't know what he's doing and what he's not doing, but just the fact that it's just, it's just an ugly state of affairs going on that in this country, which makes the whole world less stable. Are we still bringing people down? Anyway, we're going to something else there. The, uh, yeah, right. There's plenty of news. There's plenty of news. There's been. Uh, did you see the new trailer for the Inhumans? No, I did not. No, they that landed today. The uh, ABC is starting a new uh, uh, franchise. The Inhumans will have a television show. Black Bolt, Medusa, the royal family, and so forth. So, cool trailer. Oh, wow. So what's that coming out this year? Uh September 1st, it is going to be in IMAX theaters, I guess, the the, the first maybe couple episodes. Because they, they shot this whole series, they're saying, in, in IMAX, with IMAX cameras. Hmm. And uh, then it's going to go... Uh, uh, until the Shield returns, I guess it'll be where the Agents of Shield is on ABC, starting in October, I think. Right, they're going to do a two-hour premiere at the movies, sort of limited release type deal, and then uh, right. I'll, they'll also show it on TV. But yeah, but uh, Lockjaw is in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, the big, well, huge uh, bulldog, the the teleporting bulldog. <laughs> it was a, it was a cool trailer. But check it out. You got to check it out there. Uh, but yeah, September first, it'll be in in theaters, limited edition or limited run. Interesting. So that'll probably be the introduction. That'll be them uh, setting up who they are, and then probably them fleeing Adelan and uh, winding up on Earth. That that that's going to be my guess. Right. <coughs> Yep. So, you got Spider-Man hitting next week? Yeah. Do you guys read my spoiler? Yeah. No. That's a true story. It's a real spoiler. I'm going to spoil the shit out of it for you guys, you said. That's a real spoiler for you guys. What was that? What was it? 
Zendaya is playing MJ. Oh, they've been denying that whole thing for the fucking last year and a half. Nobody really okay. bought it. Okay, but check it out. She's playing a character named Michelle Toombs. She's Adrian Toombs' daughter. But at the end of the movie, she tells one of her friends casually, call me MJ. That's what my friends call me. So she's not playing Mary Jane Watson, but she is playing MJ. Hmm. Uh, Fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, There's also another spoiler. Uh, They're saying that uh, there's a fourth villain in in the movie that was just announced this week because the actor, I guess, couldn't keep his mouth shut. Uh, but the scorpion, scorpion's going to be in this as well. Yeah, no, I had heard that. Yeah. There's, I think, what I heard is that there's um, the vulture and scorpion, yeah. and then there's two different versions of shocker. <clears throat> well, no, the one, the one that I had heard is that the yeah, it's a vulture, scorpion, uh, shocker, but. You know, not not the one we're used to, I guess, costume wise, and then uh, also the Prowler. Oh yeah, okay. That's who Donald Glover supposedly is playing. It's the Prowler. It's gonna be interesting. Their whole universe is really weird and and playing out in a very odd way. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So there's the good news for the week. There's, the, you know, this week's good news. Comic books and superhero <coughs> good news. Going into uh, this new uh, Spider-Man movie, how are you guys feeling about it, like, overall? Like, do you think it'll make us forget uh, Tobey Maguire and this guy will be... Uh, the new true Spider-Man to us, or will we still be uh, still thinking of Tobey Maguire's world? Mm. I, I Tobey Maguire was fine as Spider-Man. It really didn't bother me one way or the other with him. Uh, as that, the only things that bothered me were the villains that they did and the rewriting and the, and the crap that they were pulling. It was just bull to me. So nothing worse no. than that green guy fucking to outfit. That was horrible. Now, now I do think that Tom Holland is probably providing a more authentic version of the Peter Parker that people want to see. He's young now; he doesn't have to be, you know, um, going away to college in the second episode, uh, second sequel. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. And he is—he—he he is really good. I mean, he was funny as Spider-Man in Civil War. He's cool as Peter Parker. I—I I, I think he's going to be. A really good Spider-Man. I just I'm not sure if there's not. I don't believe in superhero fatigue. Okay, I, I don't believe it exists because so many of these movies are so different from each other. But I do think there may be Spider-Man fatigue. You know what I mean? Like this will be the sixth or seventh time Spider-Man's appeared in a movie, and I, I, let's just give some other characters a chance. You know what I mean? Agreed. I mean, how is it that we've seen Spider-Man seven times, but we've never seen a real version of Gambit 
or you know what I mean? Like some of these other really cool characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, well, Jimmy, so box. check this out. Uh, Logan Marshall Green, who is a white guy, is playing Shocker in Spider-Man: Homecoming. And Bokeem Woodbine, who is a black guy, is playing the ultimate shocker in the movie. That's a little weird. So I wonder if they do a Sinister Six version, which one gets in? <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming one's going to die. Yeah, it must. That's the one I'm assuming. So I'm assuming probably it might be the ultimate version that they'll kill off. Um, the other guy is playing the the white guy that's playing Shocker. His original deal is is uh, Shocker's real name, and I can't I fucking forget his real name. Damn it. Either way, but uh, he was originally part of the super group or the the bounty hunters that tried to take down Spider Man originally. Right. And then they gave him a costume. His costume is uh. Which, I mean, and he he's been on a, a couple of different um a couple of different of those teams, you know what I mean? Like Masters of Evil, yeah. Sinister Six, Villains for Hire, Thunderbolts. I think he's been on all of them. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one I believe they'll probably end up keeping. They'll kill the other one. Now here's something that's funny though. It would be cool if Marvel let them use Batroc. Let him use what? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marvel already used him. He was kind of a throwaway character. You know what I mean? Let him show up on Spider Man as more of a challenge. That'd be pretty cool. (coughs) There's a few of the villains from Spider Man that I'd love to see. You know, that are original villains. And I'd love to see them done well. And now with the CGI, they could do it. Like Mysterio? Oh, right. That would be awesome. Yeah. To see Mysterio now, or uh, a guy. Sorry. I, I was going to say, like, um, <clears throat> I was just saying this to my daughter, Rita, a little while ago. Um, she was asking if I ever, if I had the chance to watch Wonder Woman yet. And we tried watching it last weekend, and I couldn't get into it. And one of the reasons was because, and the same thing with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just like, these movies nowadays, and it's not just the superhero movies, that so many others are just so much CGI. It's so dependent upon everything is just CGI anymore, and it's just like so over the top. It, it just like it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of taking it away. I think Wonder Woman's a really good movie, and you're you're definitely missing out. But there is one in particular. Uh, waterfall scene in Wonder Woman where you can tell it's just the worst CGI ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen funny. it yet. But I'm, you know, I might wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that way. Oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, uh Real quick, I just want to say, uh, coming up too at the top of the, uh, the nine o'clock hour, um, since we're half hour in and haven't announced it yet, our guest of the evening, which uh, it's been a while, we haven't talked to her. It's at least uh, we haven't talked to her in 2017. I know that for sure. Um, 
the one and only, our favorite glow girl, Miss Roxy Astor, will be calling in. And um, I know Nick has seen the whole Netflix series. I've seen, uh, I think I fell asleep on episode five, like last night, as I was trying to cram them in while I was awake. Uh, Jeanette, have you seen any of the uh, Netflix series? You remember who you're talking to? <laughs> Uh, now it's funny because hey, I'm hey, not hey, looking forward here's, to this conversation. <laughs> here's, here's, I'll give it to you like this. I haven't seen the last five Doctor Who's. <laughs> what's going on with you, man? What's, what's, uh, what did you, what have you been doing since you were avoiding the television? No, it's not avoiding the television. It's most of the time I've been, you know, out to the school. Uh, so many days a week, and then a lot of it's eBay, and I don't want to sit there and work on eBay and be entrenched in whatever I'm, you know, what I'm watching, right. and not doing the one or the other. And then by the time I actually get to sit down and watch, I start watching something, my eyes start going, I'm starting to fall asleep, and I can't, you know. So it's like I don't. I'm like, all right, so I'll stop this. I don't want to fall asleep during it. And there it is. So I just haven't been. I watch stupid stuff. Ridiculous. So how's uh, how's eBay been? Been busy for you? It's still. Uh, it's it's. Two weeks, maybe ten sales. So. Last month. It's been. But, uh, it's been low, man. Yeah, it's that season now. It's you know what I mean. So most of what I've been doing is just trying to get stuff into Turbo Lister, so I can just list it. Keep it out or around. I can just list them whenever I like. Right. Nice. So now I haven't been uh, I haven't been selling much at all. Like I I've had the same four or five items up. They've been relisted multiple times, and they're just not getting any sort of hit. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> what I have been doing is answering every email that they send me where I get like a hundred free listings. So I have mm-hmm. like, I have like 2000 free listings. <laughs> like I'll never run out of listings. You know what I mean? Yeah. They should just not charge the, for them. They last only a certain time. Somebody. Right. So, um, but yeah, you know, honestly, keep keep posting those things because I, I'll tell you what, I had uh, an item, and I forget what the hell it was, um, but I had started it out at like maybe the original listing was like ten dollars, and it didn't sell, didn't sell. I kept dropping the price, dropping the price, dropping the price. Eventually, I dropped it down to like ninety nine cents was the start price. And I listed that like three or four times at 99 cents. So if somebody would have put one bid in, they would have got it for a dollar. Right. I I then again listed it at uh, whatever it was, maybe like two weeks, three weeks later. And the damn thing turned around and sold for $25. Because two guys were bidding back and forth on it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I was like, where were one of you motherfuckers like three weeks ago? But <laughs> nothing. So, you know what I mean? It, it's the weirdest shit that I've ever seen. 
No, yeah, man, as long as I can keep relisting them and it doesn't cost me anything, I'm definitely going to. That's what I do. I usually have, any one time, I usually have two to 300 listings, and a lot of them are just bullshit. If it sells, it sells. Right. And that's a lot of this stuff, that's what's been selling. <laughs> it's stuff that went, ah, I'll never sell that. And then it fucking sold. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you never know. The weirdest shit selling. And real quick, before we get into anything else, have you guys, I know, uh, Nick, you probably haven't, but they, I don't know if you've been picking up the comics. Uh, have you guys seen the Looney Tunes DC crossovers? No. You know what, I saw a post of, uh, I think it was Batman and Elmer Fudd, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's the, the, they're doing two versions of the book, so it's two different covers, and they're really actually, instead of being different covers, same book, it's two different books. Um, But they're doing one version, they're doing one version. a lot taller, he's not, you know what I mean? Um, And then the other version of it, they're doing it in... uh... Now, Nick, is he breaking up or is it me? (laughs) You know, I wasn't going to say anything because I thought it was me, but I'm like, it goes out for these really long periods of time, like a full minute, and then it'll be like 47 <laughs> and then they'll cut out again. <laughs> I, I was scared. Wow. To th- I'm, okay. I'm staring at this new laptop. And I'm staring. I'm like, this freaking thing is. Tell me, this laptop is fucking up already. Uh, <laughs> it's probably me. I have shitty service hooking up. There you go. Yeah, but no. But that's cool that they did two different books instead of just two different colors. Right. Yeah, I liked it. Like I said, one was drawn in Looney Tunes. Art and the other one was drawn in comic stuff, right. and the Lobo versus uh, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. That's funny. So, I gotta check them out. But um, something uh, something too I wanted to get to before uh, before Kristen calls in. Good news. I mean, let's 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 stop talking about all the uh, the blah news. We got good news. Uh, something um, something I'm really freaking excited about. Something I've wanted to do like forever um, is going to happen, and that's uh, doing a live DJ night at a club. And I, and I got to thank uh, my good my good buddy Mike Kaufman. Uh, he actually came to me about a month ago with this idea that he was putting together in his head, and uh, he wanted to include me and uh, Toad Driven Entertainment. And I got to thank him for that. And um, what we're going to be doing is uh, at a place uh, in South Philly, in the heart of South Philly. It's at the South Philly Barn Grill. It's uh, right across from Pat's and Gino's. Um, this place is uh, kind enough to let us come in there on a Sunday night, and we're going to uh, rock the house. We're going to be uh, we're going to be there from seven to night, and we're going to be uh, for the first hour. We'll be spinning some tunes, and then uh, having some fun. Some drink specials, food specials, all types of good stuff going on. We got a bunch of giveaways we'll be doing, uh, and then at live o'clock we're going to go actually live on the air with TDR Rocks. So we'll be live on the air from about eight to eleven, uh, broadcasting live, and you know whoever's there they can hang out, answer trivia, talk to them, BS, be on the be on the radio, live. 
broadcast. So it'll be pretty cool. And uh, then the last hour, we'll be off the air, but we'll still be there. We'll be doing a, uh, a little after show. So we've got, like, a different different like it's gonna be like a concert experience the way we're breaking it down we're gonna have like the pre-show meet and greet part the uh the actual live concert event and then the backstage after party is the way we're breaking it down so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be a fun time and that's uh sunday night uh july 23rd from seven to midnight south philly bar grill um check it out just uh, go on facebook there's an event page set up we set it up today we made the official announcement uh we're going to a night of hysteria that's going to feature smashes, trashes, and hits. And I was even thinking, um, I, I want to do like, remember how Dick Clark, he would do, a, and I even think he should do it on Soul Train too, where they would play a song and you can, I guess, smash it or trash it. Like if you liked it, you, you know, do something. And if you didn't like it, throw it in a trash can or something. So uh, I think maybe we can, we can do something like that too. Because there's so much good music. I, I don't know if we should do that live on the air. We could disappoint some uh some musical artists that are <laughs> friends of the show, maybe. Um, so maybe we'll say that for the pre-show or after some part. Soul train. Soul train. So, yeah, some good stuff. So there you go. So we got uh, – sadly, we had to cancel next Friday's event. It's a crazy situation. Uh, Whiskey Tango <laughs> closed their doors. Literally, as I was there this afternoon, uh, they were telling the employees – um, so our show next Friday night is canceled, but uh, we do have a show at Rusty Nail, twenty first, with uh, with Nick's family involved. Yeah, yeah. The dead rights. Really cool. So we, we had closing their doors. Dude, uh, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I guess you, obviously you didn't like see my Facebook Live or hear all this stuff, but. Um, we were up there last night. We went up there for dinner last night. Um, me, Jess, and my cousin met up there and had dinner, uh, put out flyers. Um, we're hanging out with the the manager and a couple of the bartenders as we were leaving, uh, setting up a plan to really, like, work together and promote the show for next Friday night. Um, you know, I was going to give them a whole, like, stack of flyers and they say they were going to put them out every night for us and blah, 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 blah. So the plan was to go there this afternoon because at four o'clock tonight or this evening they were doing um, uh, School of Rock. The local School of Rock was going to do their show there from four to nine. So I was like, "Well, that's a primo event because they told me last night I could make it an all ages event." So I'm like, "Perfect." So I went there with a stack of flyers, and when I walked in there, just the vibe was not good. Like I can tell something was wrong, but I didn't know what was wrong, and I was just going around and. Yeah, I saw the one bartender. I'm like, hey, and she literally looked like she wanted to cry. And I was like, okay. And I just continued about my business, and I put out the flyers. And as I'm going around the bar, this other girl works there. She goes, you might as well just stop. I'm like, what? She's like, uh, obviously nobody has told you, but the bar's closed. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, that's the owner of the building over there. He's closing the bar. I'm like, what? Like, what the hell is going on? And at that point, the owner, like, starts looking at my flyers on the tables, and he starts grabbing them. What is this? There's no more shows. The, the place is closed. I told you that. It's canceled. I'm like, all right, well, see ya. And I left. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's crazy. So I guess the owner of the building is not the owner of the bar? That's what it seems like. Yeah, it seems like there was 
uh, people. He, I guess, I don't know if he put these people in place to run it or, or what, but, um, yeah, there was a total, total breakdown. So, uh, there is no more whiskey tango as of right now. It could end up being something else in the near future. It's gone through many changes over the years, especially over the last 10 years. I think it's changed five times. So, uh, who knows? Where, never know. And this is Northeast Philly. Where is it? Where, where? Uh, it's in the corner of Bustleton and Philmont. Oh, okay. Hmm. Right near Byberry. Right. Yeah. Used to be Patios? It used to be Visions years ago. Hmm. It was oh, Visions. Oh, okay. okay. Then it was John's okay. Boardwalk Bar and Grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So... All right, well let's uh let's get her on here. Here she is. Let's welcome her to the show. We've been waiting patiently for the one and only the busy bee herself, Miss Kristen Burt. Hello, Kristen. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Busy. It's a crazy time <laughs> in Los Angeles. <clears throat> how are you holding up? Uh, I'm doing well. It's just, I'm looking forward to a little rest and relaxation this weekend because obviously you know, just everything's kind of crammed in with the holiday weekend coming upon us. Any uh, any special plans for Fourth of July or? Um, not for the fourth per se, but uh, I'm, my husband and I are going away this weekend because it's our first anniversary. Get out! It's that it's a year already. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we got married on July first. Holy cow! Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. I know we purposely got married. Um, over like the fourth holiday, so we could always go away. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go, built-in vacation. <laughs> built-in vacation, and also like for him, he could never forget the date because it was the first. <laughs> See, now I picked uh, the day Elvis died. I figured this way, I would always remember that. So whatever it takes. I yeah, I was like, whatever it takes. And, and my rule for him was, please, not in the second half of the year. I'm always stuck. Um, with my birthday, like right around Christmas, and it's boring and it's awful because everyone's too busy to celebrate. So I'm like, take the first half of the year. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, that is I, the no, worst. I think I got you guys beat, though. Okay? Uh-huh. So it was me and my wife, so there's two of us. So we got married on February 22nd, 2002. <laughs> Ah. So all I gotta remember is two, 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 two. <laughs> That's a good nope. one. Ooh. Just remember That's the two. That's a good one. Yeah, to me, it's always like whatever it takes because it's one of those things I'm like, just to remember the date. That's what's important. Um, and uh, other than that, I'm like, I'm good. I had no other requirements. We were eloping anyway, so it wasn't going to matter, you know. I wasn't doing anything super fancy, so I was like, that's my request. Just make it the first half of the year. That's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in hindsight, it's really kind of hilarious when you think about it. You're just like, well, that's what it took. Yeah, it, it's a June or July date, and I'm good. It, it's funny. Like, growing up, I always remember, um, like, a big fan of the Flintstones and watching the Flintstones, and it was always a major thing Um each time that like Fred would forget his anniversary. So it was like kind of something like stuck in my head, like make sure you get it on a day that you're not going to forget it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like a weird stereotype we do see in TV and film. Um, do men, re- I mean, do you guys really forget your anniversary? I mean, have yeah, you had I, friends that have done it? 
I don't know. No. I don't think. I, I don't think so. I, no, I mean, cell phones were able to be programmed like that like ten years ago. So, <laughs> no, I don't ever forget that stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's really like no excuse for it in 2017. It's like, come on, you can't forget a birthday or an anniversary or an important date. There's too many alarms. I put I have alarms for everything. I swear. You have to. Yep. I'm, always, uh, I'm like, some days I have like three alarms going off. Wake up. Like, don't forget this conference call. Do this. <laughs> now, uh, I, I was saying to Nick before the show, um, was there any news this week? <laughs> well, you know, it's, we're, here's the one thing I want to look out for, and this is going to happen tomorrow. Um, keep your eyes peeled for a celebrity divorce because always during big holiday weekends, like Friday at five o'clock when celebrity will announce their divorce only because they know that they're not going to get a ton of coverage. And by the way, the 4th of July falls this year because it's a Tuesday and a lot of people are going to take Monday off. It's really going to be a slow news cycle. If someone like huge decides to divorce. Hmm. So I'm expecting something big to happen tomorrow afternoon. I don't know what. I have no inkling or anything like that, but I'm like, just keep your eyes peeled. So you have, like, no uh, no bets to be placed on who you think it could be? I don't. I'm, You know, I'm like, I feel like, you know, the big one last year, there were two pretty big ones. was, like, Gwen Stefani and um, Gwen Stefani and, what's his face, Gavin, which doesn't matter anymore. They did that, maybe it was two years ago now. Um, but, you know, Ben and Jen. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner, they've already officially, they're into divorce proceedings at this point. They've been separated a long time. That's no surprise. Like all of those sort of like big ones have already sort of come and gone. So I'm like, I'm trying to think in my brain, like who is not getting along right now? No one yet. You know, Jennifer Lopez is single. I mean, she's dating A-Rod, but she's not married or anything. So I'm the people that you were going to expect not happening yet. <laughs> and they, um, you know, I follow both of them on Instagram. They are like the couple, aren't they? They're gonna get. They're gonna have a shotgun wedding. You just know it's gonna happen. Because remember, J Lo oh. loves love, and she loves to get married, and she loves to kind of get a surprise married. And if you've been watching their photos, like they have introduced the kids together, they're on vacation together, they're working together. I mean, they're making this like a thing. And J-Lo is great about making a, a thing. And it's a great thing until it becomes a horrible thing. And that's really – and I look at the men she's dated, and they're always, in most cases, men with egos. Um, you're looking at Ben Affleck, big ego. You look at Mark um, Anthony, big ego. Um, her first husband, Ohani Noah, big ego. The only person I think that didn't have the big ego was Chris Judd. <laughs> But A-Rod, come on. I mean, big, huge ego. Huge. You just look at that dude, and it, the the ego just, like, oozes out of him. He's got the ego haircut. Do you know what I mean? Like, that super short cut that's always, like, kept, like, kind of neat. And it's hard to explain, but it's always, like, big, big ego. <laughs> you know, it gets it trimmed, like, every two weeks because it has to be perfect. It has to be so you know, as well, uh, speaking of Instagram and J-Lo, um, Jenny McCarthy posted a picture, I don't know if you saw this, of 
like an ab shot of her, and she's got like the this little belly and Dunlap it over, and she put a photo of J Lo with her her uh, shirt pulled up, exposing her abs, and J Lo's got like the six pack going, and Jenny McCarthy's got like this little literal six pack that it looks like going on too, of just a uh, little belly fat going, and I was like, wow, the, the difference is amazing. That's hilarious. I love that she had a sense of humor about that. J-Lo looks amazing. You know, I saw her in person. I, I guess now we're going back to February. She just, uh, she's aging backwards. I mean, obviously she's probably, you know, doing some fillers and stuff like that, um, doing some Botox. But whatever she's doing is subtle enough that it doesn't look doesn't look rubbery. She doesn't have the, the big lips or anything else like that. She just looks really good. And you do know that, like, she eats well and she does work out and it shows. Like, it makes an impact. I would love to know, like, a literal day-by-day breakdown of her schedule. Like, because she's somebody, I mean, look at all the different things she's involved in. And she's, they're already filming right now the new season of um, Shades of Blue. She's been putting up pictures from the set, and, and you see, uh, of course, A Rod is sitting there, uh, but monitoring. Yeah, it's just like she's involved in so much. Like, how does she do it? Well, I mean, she can't do it all because honestly, they wound up um, postponing Bye Bye Birdie. It's going to be later in 2018. Now, it's not going to be December 2017, so she can't do it all. Um, but they did just announce, and this was probably partly to do with it, they announced season two officially today of World of Dale. So that is coming. And last year, well, and I guess it was kind of this year, but uh, they shot World of Dance in January and February. I have a feeling that they're going to try and do it uh, as a live show for season two. We'll kind of see how that plays out. But a lot of people have been asking for that, and it really requires, like, a big chunk of her schedule to be cleared out. But the show is a huge success. And I will tell you, I don't know what was in that time slot after um, America's Got Talent last year, but it is up 50% over whatever show it was. (laughs) Wow. I'll tell you what. um, That is big. I've I've actually, uh, now I didn't like really pay attention to it this week, but um, I had turned off America's Got Talent once uh, Howard Stern left. But, and especially like this year, like I didn't think I would enjoy it, especially with Nick Cannon leaving. There, yep. I'll tell you what, I enjoy it more. I hate to say it, I'm enjoying it more with Simon Cowell. I really Tyra am. is really. I've heard she's fantastic. She's um, coming into form, yeah. Yeah, that she's doing really well, and um, I've also heard. I'm not watching it just because I'm like so like between. So you think you. World of Dance. I'm like swamped on Monday and Tuesdays, but I've also have on America's Got Talent has been absolutely incredible this year, and I think that that's great because that's you know, as we know, as the show ages, sometimes it gets um, a little frustrating, and you're like, oh, we've seen this, or oh, I don't like it. But I've heard people have been really inspired by the acts on AGT this year. And that's exactly how it's been. Like, um, I think it was like Howard's last season. Like, I even stopped watching because the talent I just thought like hit the wall. And I figured it with it uh, hitting the wall with Howard's last season, it wouldn't have been good with Simon Cowell's first. So I really didn't tune in at all last year. And then um, this year, um, I've been tuning in for the most part, and it, it, the talent level has risen big time. Yeah, and that's super important to kind of keeping a show fresh. 
Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I sit there and think with, like, Dancing with the Stars. Like, sometimes when they get a bad cast, it doesn't feel fresh at all. And right. you start going, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the age on this show. You don't ever want to feel the age on the show. And I think that that's super important when you have something like America's Got Talent. Or Absolutely. Dancing with Stars or anything else like that. And I, even uh, So You Think You Can Dance, they, they've got a great cast. It won't be announced until August 7th, but it is definitely one of those that I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fresh season. You know, because when you start getting into 10, 15, 20, how can you keep going? you got to figure out a way. And I think, and this is the other thing, on, the, on all the competition shows, I think World of Dance has injected a little bit of life um, into the competition reality type of format. And I think people are realizing, like, I need to take some of those ideas or I need to up the ante on something like this. Right. And I'm interested to see how World of Dance influences American Idol, how it influences Dancing with the Stars, um, because people are feeling the pressure. Ooh, that that's uh that was something I wanted to ask you. If you heard the rumors, um, mm-hmm. one of the big music sites I go to uh, reported yesterday, I think it was, uh, one of the people in talks to be a judge is Nikki Six. <laughs> I would absolutely love that, honestly, because right now you know they have Katy Perry signed, and the other person who's in negotiations is Lionel Richie, and so to me you have two kind of middle-of-the-road acts. You've got someone from the older generation, Lionel Richie, even though I I adore him, it doesn't matter. I don't care how old or young I am. I'm always going to love Lionel. Um, Sure. But Katy Perry is very safe pop star. So you need something edgy. And I think you need something edgy without it being like a repeat of who Simon Cowell is because only Simon Cowell can do Simon Cowell. And I would actually, I would totally be happy if Nikki Six signed on as a judge. Yeah, I mean, like when I saw when I saw the article, like I I wasn't shocked or surprised at all. I was like, it, it makes sense. I like I could see it, and you know, I guess it's it, in this part part of the world uh, point in the world where uh, the music business is so just bad. Like, go mm-hmm. make a good one, and I, I mean, you got to pay the bills. And I hate to say this, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but you know, Lionel's trying to get twenty-five million. Katy Perry got twenty-five million. They are way over budget already on ABC. Nikki Six will probably do it for less than twenty-five million, and um, he'll still get paid millions. And I don't want to insult his talent or anything else like that, but um, he's probably more affordable than the other two. So they gave Lionel Richie the same as Katy Perry. That is what he's negotiating. He's not officially signed, um, but they're trying. Now, Ryan Seacrest is not officially signed either, and they're not even haggling over money anymore. You know, he is somewhat, kind of bargained somewhere in the middle at about $12.5 million. They're arguing over the title. He wants an executive producer title, and I've got to be honest, like, he's earned it at this point. Yeah, totally. But he should get it. He's going to do a good job, too, and I think you do need his input. Um, he's not my favorite celebrity host out there by any means, but I certainly would value his expertise by every, you know, if he was on my production, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally listening to Ryan. He knows what he's doing. Um, but I don't know why ABC is fighting over that. Just to me, it kind of seems like um, a little petty to be fighting over an executive producer title for him. And I think if like uh, with the, the new, with them uh, taking the series over, you would at least want something from the old, you know what I mean? And I think that's the safest route to go is with Simon, uh, with uh, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan, I 100% agree on that. And I think he's safe. You know exactly what you're going to get. 
She's great with the contestants. In fact, I honestly, even though he's not my favorite celebrity host, he's fantastic on American Idol. So I don't want to sit there and dismiss him by any means. Um, he was always great with the contestants. He was great with the audience. People love him. It's perfect. I think it's the perfect choice. He earned my respect once he retweeted my stuff and laughed at me. That's great. When did that happen? <laughs> what did you do? Oh, it was – Um, I didn't tell you this. Mm-mm. It was the season finale of Shades of Blue. And oh, I made it because there was just so much – Bloodshed. Oh, I, that's what it was. Because there was so much bloodshed in the season finale as it was going on live. I said, uh, rumor is they're going to change the name of the show to let the bodies hit the floor. And next thing I know, I get a notification <laughs> from Ryan Seacrest, laughed out loud, and he retweeted it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and he's a executive yeah. producer on that. So uh, when, see, this is the other thing you need to look at. Like, who are these people that are constantly teaming up together and making tons of money? Ryan Seacrest teaming up with Jennifer Lopez. Um, Jennifer Lopez always teams up with Nappy Tabs, which is a famous chore- choreographer um, duo. And right. they're now kind of moving into executive producing. They're on World of Dance right now. They're also on Boy Band. Um, but it's the same people partnering up over and over again. They know what the heck they're doing. And I was like, people need to take a page from them because they're kind of doing the fresh shows, things that people are still paying attention to and watching and getting ratings. Yeah, they keep proving themselves repeatedly. Why, you know, why mess with it if it's not like, if it's working? Why not keep it going? Now, yeah, sometimes I mean, exactly. somebody can have a major miss, though. I mean, um, look, look at Still Starcrossed. <laughs> okay, before that, people thought Shonda Rhimes couldn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but that's the thing with them. Like, you have to honestly kind of have a failure in order to continue to have that many successes. I honestly do believe that because if you have like 18 hits, you start feeling the same. And I think that for people, especially at that level, when you have a big miss like that, it gives you, um, it keeps you hungry because you're like, ah, heck with that. I'm going to find something that is a success. And my next one's going to be success. And it usually is. You know, it's it's funny because I have this theory uh, about TV shows where, I think I don't think anybody makes a TV show hoping that it's going to fail, but I sometimes I feel like there's TV shows that are meant to be successful TV shows, and then there's TV shows that are meant to expose the world to certain new actors. And it always seems like those ones fizzle out, but three or four actors from that show end up doing really big things. Freaks and Geeks is probably a great example of that. Absolutely. Including Judd Apatow, who created Freaks and Geeks. Like, the cast and the behind-the-scenes crew all went on to success. But I also think, too, like, I think that when A-list celebrities start having too much success, and this is just my theory, but you look at someone like Johnny Depp, they start getting lazy. They just start accepting the paycheck. And I'm like, I honestly, and I even skipped some free screenings, like, I just can't go see Johnny Depp until he just, like, dials it back and does some sort of gritty independent film again, because all I feel like is I'm getting some big, like big budget Steve Burton film, um, or um, getting some like crazy, like Pirates of the Caribbean again. And I just feel like he's lazy. I I agree. He used to be sort of an eccentric type of actor that you didn't know what kind of role he was going to take on. But uh, it's been a long time since Gilbert Grape, and, and everything's kind of the same now. Yes. 
and it's frustrating because you're like, what, don't you want to do good work? Or but I think he got so caught up, and we're seeing this with his lawsuit with um, um, with his business managers. You're starting to see um, that his extravagant lifestyle, it just became about the paycheck. Like, I just want to be a movie star and make big-budget films. I also feel that a little bit about Tom Cruise. Like, the mummy came and went, and people didn't go and see it in the U.S. Yes, it did well overseas, but it starts to just feel like one big Tom Cruise movie. And I'll go and see him in Mission Impossible because I do like that character in that franchise, but I don't need to see him in The Mummy because I know he's not doing anything different. <laughs> but it's a shame because that's a movie that was meant to, you know, jump. Tom Cruise is kind of what's wrong with it. <laughs> Tom Cruise is what's wrong with it. You're absolutely right. And Universal is continuing on with that, sort of kickstarting that whole franchise. Um, but I don't want to see Tom Cruise in that. And, you know, and I feel bad because it's just like, but give me something else because we know he's capable of stuff. You go back and look at his portfolio of films and you're like, give me some of that. Give me some Tropic Thunder. Give me some Jerry Maguire. You know, right. Give me Born on the Fourth of July. You've got it in you. I know he wants to win an Oscar. Find me an Oscar film for yourself. I'll go see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like I, I'm so jaded on Tom Cruise after the whole uh, Leah Remini book. Like I can never look at that dude in the in the, the light of um, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the other thing is, I really think Re- Leah Remini is going to win that Emmy this year. Um, oh. Just from everything. And I, you know, I vote now. I'm a voting member. So I um, did nominations and they had to be in, I think, last Sunday. So I nominated her. I'm like revealing some of my votes, but I nominated her in the reality category. Um, nice. But from what I've seen, because I went to her four year consideration, which are these, they, they do a screening of the episode and usually, you know, people behind the scenes and and the stars come out and they they talk about it, talk about the process and everything. And it's done in a theater that's 650 seats. And I will tell you, most reality shows, when they do it, they don't get a a draw, a huge crowd, maybe like 150, that type of thing. That was a full theater. And um, yeah. And you know, the shows that are drawing like the full theaters are like the, this is us, you know, American horror story, those type of things, the big shows that people want to see all the time. Um, Handmaid's Tale, of course. But when a reality show is able to strike a nerve and, you know, bring in a full theater of people, and these are all TV Academy voters, people that matter to them, um, it's a big deal. And I don't see anyone else winning in that category. She's definitely got the nomination, but I don't even see anyone else winning besides her. Yeah. That whole situation is just mind-blowing. It's nuts. And I cannot wait for her speech. Now, the thing I need to double check on, because I think, and this kind of bums me out a little bit, I think her category is on the Creative Arts Emmys, um, because it's like reality documentary. It's not reality competition. Okay. So, like, the reality competition category is usually on primetime Emmys, and I believe, like, the reality documentary category is usually on Creative Arts Emmys, which is the week before. And And we lost her. <laughs> wow. Well, there she goes. Kristen Burt. <laughs> oh, boy. Nick, Jeanette, are you guys still there? 
Yeah, yeah. Did the whole call drop? Yeah, her call just dropped completely. Let oh, me uh, wow. let me give her a second see if she calls back in. I know Roxy is waiting patiently. Yeah, she, here, here she is. Roxy, hang on one second. Okay, you all right? <laughs> you just I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I was talking and talking, and then I'm like, I got no reaction. But anyway, it's on the Creative Arts Emmys. It's heavily edited. I don't know if we'll get to see if she wins. I don't know if we'll get to see the fall. Mind-blowing. That whole, that whole situation is so mind-blowing. It is. It's unbelievable. So, all right, so, uh, so this weekend you will be uh, actually uh, celebrating your anniversary on Saturday. Happy anniversary yes. again. Thank you so much. No, will you yes, be away? It's going to be a slow. Um, I'm off until Wednesday of next week, so there's not really much happening in terms of events or anything else. In fact, nothing's even happening when I get back, but um, I just need to prep for the week after because that's when you start getting slammed again. They're like, you're away, right. and now we're going to make you crazy again. <laughs> Gotta love Hollywood for that. Absolutely, it's like one master calendar that they work off of. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, again, uh, best wishes to you and happy anniversary to you and your husband. And thank uh, you. We'll be talking next week then. Sounds good. Have a good fourth. You too. Thank you. All right, well, there she goes, Kristen Burt. Check her out all over social media. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It's K R I. Yes, T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. All right. Are you guys ready? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Janetti, are you ready for this? (laughs) Janetti's muted. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's welcome to the show... Our very good, dear friend. It's been way, way too freaking long. We missed her so much, and we can't wait to talk to her. The one, and and, and I mean the one and only, (laughs) (laughs) Roxy Astor. What's up there, Roxy? Hello. Oh, just nothing. I was listening to the conversation, and I think he forgot about Johnny Depp's biggest role. And that was the one he played in Disneyland <laughs> when he popped up. <laughs> like, what about that one? Are you a Johnny Depp fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was funny. I was totally listening to what she said, and I agree. And In fact, MTV did some uh, red carpet thing because she was a, a pirate because she does this whole pirate theme. And Johnny Depp walked up to her and, like, did a selfie with her and, like, talk to her and she's like so don't touch that hand don't touch that face so she said he was really really a nice guy but I agree with what she said we want some good Johnny Depp yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely well we we got some uh, some some glow but uh, I, 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 let's get in, de- in depth with this whole thing but before we get into that uh, let, mm-hmm. let's let's pay some respects and then let's uh, I hope it's not Want to make you cry? I was talking earlier. I'm very, very sad. Um, uh, if you have uh, Roxy's wonderful little cute puppy doggy, uh, Pixie passed away last week. And uh, if you don't know Roxy, I mean that that little one was truly, it was truly her little one. It was, it was part of her. It was part of her her whole world. Oh, part of the group. yeah, yeah. 
Well, and the thing with with her, she was my muse. Like when I uh, when I when I would write, when I did my Kickstarter, she was there. When anytime I wrote something uh, or anything, or I wrote, she was like right on my lap. I think I stayed right. home so I could be with her. <laughs> you know, she she ran my life that little one. But you know, in a few few ways, she saved my life too. So you know what? I was happy to share her with Facebook not realizing the impact that she had. I, I mean, I didn't overdo it with Instagram and go, hey, look at my dog. Let me make some money off her. It was more, you know how they do that. Cause people are like, oh, you got to get her next thing. And I go, you know, and I got her this little page. And I just share funny things, you know, like the more teeth that were falling out, like the longer her tongue got. And I just thought, <laughs> you know, everything she did was just so, like, endearing. And I'm like, I'm just probably an obsessed mom. Uh, but she just got cuter. She got older. The the thing there too is, you remember? I don't know if I and I know I share with Facebook that she broke her leg, and I think that was like maybe five months ago. And I felt so guilty because I was on the way to a client's house, and I would always carry her around. And she like jumped out and landed on one of her back legs, and she kind of deteriorated from that. And there's really nothing she could do, but you know, take medication and couldn't wrap it up. It was just like a fracture, but everything was just, she kind of went downhill from there, you know? So, yeah, but I got some really good times that I did not know she was going to go like story is they, is that, uh, have you seen the Washington post? No. The, the article of the glow girls. Uh, hello. The glow girls are in the Washington post. That's for everywhere. Have you seen my new profile picture? We are everywhere. <laughs> My profile picture is with me with that purple jacket, and I'm holding Pixie. Yeah, it's the, that's the picture I used for tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, yeah, I thought that was familiar. Thank you for stealing that. I mean, thank you for borrowing it. And oh, I so stole that it. was taken. <laughs> you stole it. But you got to read the article, though. It's, it's a really good story from uh, Jen D, who is not Jen G. Cohen from Glow Netflix, but Jen D, who writes for the Washington Post. She wrote, uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, Matilda and me and I think Jeannie and a few of the other girls, Sunny. And uh, she did it from uh, the interview from like an outsider kind of looking in. So anyways, okay. uh, they sent over a photographer to take uh, pictures. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to wear this purple jacket. I'm going to do my little glow makeup, just, just a touch. And I'm going to throw Pixie's shirt on with a purple bow. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to maybe I could use it for a prop. Because honestly, I, I kind of felt like this last year that I was losing her, and I just kind of really wanted to get, you know, like, she's, and believe it or not, I have another dog, too, but you wouldn't know it. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, see? Pom-Pom. Her name's Pom-Pom. She's 15, but she does not like the camera. Carried her around. Uh, so the weird thing is, like, so I didn't know Pixie was going to die, and she, her shallow, or her breathing got shallow, I think, like the day before, but She's been like that, and she has snapped out of it. And it's so weird. She died in my arms at, like, 4 in the morning, and she died at, like, 4, about 4.15 or so. And the Washington Post came out with her picture in it at 7 o'clock. She died right when it came out. Oh. How weird is that? And oh, we no. did not know because they took about 100 pictures that she was going to be in the picture. So I called up the photographers right away, and I thanked them so much for sending over, you know, the pictures. And then they sent me everything from the photo shoot that day. And then oh, that uh, cool. I even spoke with 
Yeah, and I spoke with Jendi, and I thanked her so much for, you know, write the article. It was just like the outpouring. Did you see when I posted about Pixie? Oh, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, I seriously, I was crying over the keyboard, but I was kind of like, uh, and people think, why do you do, I, I, I know now why people do what they do on Facebook when they write, like, I'm going to the hospital. Because you, you almost get that, these people reach back to you. And believe it or not, it helps. With all that, the crap in, in Facebook, the negative stuff, there is a lot of positive stuff. So there was about over 250 comments, like, oh, she made my day. Thank you for sharing. And she was great. And over 300, you know, hearts and everything. And I'm like, wow, I guess, you know what, just, you know, the fact that I shared it and I didn't annoy too many people with her, you know, it was it was a really good feeling. It was kind of like a thing, like, it was made me realize that really right then and there that she was gone. I mean, to this day, I'm still waiting to walk in and, see her on the couch and you know and it's just kind of, today I even called I called her name and that was I haven't done that like in a week so oh. it's just little things I know so you know I have yeah. my moments up and down and stuff but I've been so busy with all this glow stuff and we've had so many interviews we're all getting interviewed or most of us for the the Huffington Post my did you see the party video that I posted I with the Glow the, Girls I reaction? Of it. Yes, I, I saw some of it, yes. Okay, are you one of the 4,300 views? <laughs> <laughs> are you one of those? Wait, I, I didn't I, just I see that, did I? <laughs> now, how about, like, so, wait, did you have, like, four, you wait, they 4,300 views from a party in my apartment, and it was actually, uh, advertised in the New York Post. <laughs> what was the party? The party. Tracy Meltzer, Roxy Astor from Glow, is having a Glow Netflix screening with the Glow Girls. And it started off with three Glow Girls, four, five, and then at the end, like Royal Hawaiian reached out to me, Lightning showed up at the end. We had seven Glow Girls at that party. And then we had Matt Zimber who called in who said, it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it was a it was a wild night. Did you have some fans there too? Yeah, I I kind of shocked a few fans that I've been watching on Facebook that have been really really sweet. Uh, Terrence Tucker, uh, he goes, oh, I wish I could go. I go, okay, here's my address. I personal message him. He showed up and he was so sweet. And I go, okay, there's Matilda and his face just dropped and and, and there, okay, if you picture this he walks in with this sweet little and he had on like a little glow um like a patch and he had a safety pinned all around <laughs> it was so cute and i'm going there's daisy and there's lightning there's matilda there's and his he kept going ah, ah, like that and i'm like what a cool reaction you know so i invited a few few fans and like they were at my house. It wasn't like a Taylor Swift thing, but uh, you know, it wasn't like hiding the goods. <laughs> but it was just kind of neat to have their reaction. And, and of course, my daughter, I know you're really proud of your daughters, too, for, for all they do with their art. My daughter is a baker, and she worked for two days and made, like, cheesecakes and made cupcakes and put little glow emblems, like, and really went out of her way to do it. And everybody pitched in because they knew I was really sad and, and put that party together. So it, it turned out really good. 
it looked like an amazing time. And honestly, I was very, very jealous I wasn't there. I, I would have loved to be hey, part of that. You, hey, if you were out here, you know you would have been here. And and was and I brought it to someone. I kept because uh, I mentioned you in a, a radio show. But did you yes. get that that link? And yes, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm like, yeah. When you talk to somebody for so long, you know, and you're at, you gotta go see them, right? Absolutely. And I was just I was just as excited to meet you as you were to meet me. So I mean, call me sick, but <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> you know, so it's just, to me, it's just the little things. And, and, you know, and like I said, too, and that interview, I think that's the one I was in the Del Oro studios. That was the one, right? That I mentioned you. It was, uh, with Jeff think... Timmons. Was that the one? It was, it looked like they were like on a, um, like a Skype thing, like a Skype call or something. Like you weren't on the screen. I don't know, but, huh. Oh, was that Taryn? I thought I mentioned you yes. in another one too. I think I mentioned you in two because I don't I don't know why you kept popping up in my interviews. I don't get this. Wow. <laughs> um I, I think what I do is I try to like with everything that's going on now, success wise and, and I have a lot of remember how I keep telling you, babe, you just watch. Remember how I go, I can't tell you. But I even have I'll I'll do another one for you. Babe, you just wait. You just watch. I got some things coming up. And it, until you sign on the dotted line, until you can actually release, you can't really say anything. But um, but I say that, and I mention you, because you were actually right there. And you were the main phone call from when we announced the Kickstarter, just so you know. Oh, look at that. Did you wow. know that? No. And you even donated to my Kickstarter. You know, it's funny, like... I had forgotten all about the Kickstarters until you mentioned how uh, you were writing them with Pixie in your lap. Right. Yeah, I mean, that that was a while ago. That was like three and a half years ago. And, you know, and honestly, after that Kickstarter, I could have just walked away from it and said, hey, you know what? I did it. I got the girls together. I did it. And, and I swear, every time I do a cruise, I go, okay, I'm done. But then I kind of see how it affects or what it does and how excited the, you know, the girls are and with the fans. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then I'm reeled in again. And it's just even that much more fun. So I think that's why you get brought in because you were, you were the, the radio show that we actually released the, the, the Kickstarter. So how that's cool right. is that? I think that's kind of neat. That was very cool. I was honored. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're the one who truly, in my opinion, like, really elevated this whole glow thing and the interest of glow to the next level. Like you're the one that's really been waving the flag these last few years for this whole thing and really reuniting the girls and, you know, organizing these cruises and, and truly making this mm-hmm. um, alive again. Well, you know, what? it's kind of one of those things like either have it in you or, or you don't, you know, I remember going to this, um, this seminar where you got to pitch your passion and, and even like, you know, I was talking, I don't know which uh, magazine it was. There's been so many. I mean, it's been crazy. I don't remember what I say. But um, you really have to believe in what you're doing. And it's a sacrifice. I mean, honestly, like my, you know, I do hair. That has actually revolved around everything I'm doing. And I have no regrets. Am I making a million dollars? No. Um, But I have no regrets on, you know, 
like a gremlina is just, you know, she's out there. She's excited. MTV, oh, yeah. uh, Sunny and I just, you know, we've gone through this whole journey together and it's just, it's really cool. And, and like the girls of Debbie Dallas season one for the first time at the afterglow. And some of these girls are continually, you know, they're saying, whatever you got going, Roxy, I'm there. And that's a really good feeling because you know that whatever you're doing, you know that you've got your heart in the right place. It's never, ever once been about me. And I think that's why it works because it's not like, look what I have done. I've done this all by myself. Well, no, I haven't because if that's the case, would you see, and I've said this before, it'd be the Roxy Astor show. And right. actually when I, and I did the afterglow, I kind of sat down just tired from doing everything. And I'm like, here's the mic, Johnny C. Here you go, Godiva. Here you go. You know, we, and I had that written in, but I was like, I was just ready just to kind of step back. And even like with the cruises, I talked to Gremlina today. She goes, I have an idea. And I go, good. And let's do it. You go through with that. And, you know, that way the girls are involved because it's their cruise too. This is their cruise. Sure. I'm sure. organizing. I'm getting them excited. Um, you know, but it's their cruise. And, and whatever they get from it, I'm happy if somebody gets a cameo from Netflix or, or whoever gets what. It's not about jealousy. We're at least some of the girls, but uh, <laughs> we are, we're all, we're rooting for a lot of the girls and some of the girls aren't. <laughs> it's a little bit divided. There's a little, it's, it's really weird. And you know what? The one thing I did know is that um, success or whatever can really change people and, or money. I have oh, both. Yeah. And, and none of it is so great if you're there alone. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, I'm, totally. I'm enjoying this ride with, with Dan, who's probably been watching me like a crazy woman. I'm enjoying this, like, with my kids who are just like, uh, my son, like, he's, he's like, Mom, I'm so proud of, because he's looking at the signs, he goes, and I know, you know, what you've done. I know, Bay, you know what I've done. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. very, very proud of whatever I've done. And and can I say that it's because of me, Glow Netflix? No, it's because of Glow back then. It's because of David McLean. It's because of the Glow Girls, Matilda, but and uh, the Glow Netflix. I mean the uh, the documentary, and but also too the documentary was very was dormant there for a while. Nobody was talking about the documentary. Not, nobody. And, you know, the Afterglow came around. And then, you know, once the Glow Girls start talking and start talking to their fans and you create a buzz that way, then it kind of gets Hollywood or people uh, to listen and go, well, there's something here, you know. But it takes all of us to do it, not just just one person. Some people are having a hard time believing. It's just not about about one, one Glow Girl. It's about all of us. Yeah, and, and like you're the one. I mean, yeah, there was all these things going on, and yes, there is all the glow girls. But you were the one. And if if I piss any of the glow girls off, please accept my apologies. But uh, and not just because I'm closest with Roxy, but I, I like I said, you were the one who's truly been waving that flag and, and keeping it out there. And you you've been like the organizer of all these things and. Um, whether it's having these viewing parties at your house or the cruises or um, before you even did the cruise, you did the afterglow party and like all those little things equal up to big things. Mm -hmm. And I truly think that the people behind this Netflix show, they saw 
there was an interest. Um, you know, there was still love for the the original show. Yeah. And, you know, you're the one who. Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe that. You know, and some people don't want to believe it, and you know, they just don't want to believe it. But you know, you even know you've seen that the Netflix. Uh, I mean, the Glow documentary on Netflix. And they recently, you know, put it back on because of the Glow Netflix. I mean, it's got to start somewhere. I'm sorry. Somebody doesn't just pull it out of a hat and go, hmm, these Glow girls are interesting. You know, we're 35 years old writers, Liz and the other one. Let me do a story about Glow because I'm just watching a documentary. I find that very hard to believe. I really, really do, babe. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, there's the, I mean, because you can write about anything. And, you know, if you want to empower women, um, you know, uh, and I've heard like, like Kia Stevens, uh, Awesome Kong, and she, she mm-hmm. I guess she was a GLOW fan, and she's wanted to be a GLOW girl. And, you know, when I'm watching some of the red carpets, or might, they might call it pink carpets, and I see some of the interviews from the, um, the GLOW Netflix, you know, it's just some of the girls, I think it's Betty Gilpin, who, who actually does, you know, state, you know, like for these, you know, glow girls and everything. She does put that out there, which I have a lot of respect for her for doing it. And Allison Bree, I swear, I think she's in the air and just like, well, if it wasn't, you know, and I'm just like, boo. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can't stand her in the glow Netflix thing. I I love Brittany Young because she's just got that, you know who that is, right? She plays, uh, did you see the, the Netflix glow? I saw about half of it so far. Okay. And and the thing is, people ask me, what do you think of it? And I'm like, I'm a little too close to it. I'm like way too close to it. And, you know, there's some really funny moments and it you know brings you back to the 80s. But as I said in a radio show last night, and, and this is, you know, Genji Cohen, this is her formula. And her formula is like with weeds, the woman, I don't know how selling dope is empowering women i don't know how women in jail is empowering women but once again i don't know how taking a name like the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and it's a 30 year old brand is empowering our fans or, or women i i don't get that uh if you're gonna pay the the word homage to us then you know what then pay it pay it you know throw throw matilda in in a cameo or you know maybe at the end of everything instead of putting a creative consultant or consultant ursula hayden i'm sure she probably put in about three words i'm or i'm four words i'm in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) you know they're like okay let's just write this crap over her i mean come on It, it takes a lot of girls to actually and when you got two writers that are in their 30s and, you know, whatever, and they're going to do their research, what the girls? What, it might cost you a little bit of money, but with a $35 million budget, I think you kind of got it, you know? Um, you have a lot of people that like it. You have a lot of people that don't like it. But that's with anything, you know? And our GLOW fans, they're, they're divided. Uh, the GLOW girls, I would say, Eighty percent don't like it, and I would say twenty percent like it. <laughs> I mean, today I was talking to Matilda on the phone, and you know she's like anything going on with it because she really can't watch it. When she was at the viewing party, she saw the first part of it, and she actually got tears in her eyes. I'm sorry, but I'm looking at this Matilda, a legend. Uh, you know, I'm visiting Mount Fiji in a hospital bed, you know, over a year ago, and I brought Pixie in to see 
her and you know did you see the pictures on facebook with matilda yes. pixie mm-hmm. oh my god i mean not matilda it was not pg she was so excited to see pixie and that was the last time that we saw her and and now matilda is watching something uh you know the gorgeous ladies of wrestling something that she was there like a pioneer in the beginning and you know she's singing her raw meat and she's giving it all with the co-writer and She's having a really good time, but I'm looking at her in a wheelchair and I'm looking at her fingers that are band-aids because, you know, she's you know, got lupus and she's hurting, but she's still showing everybody a really good time. She couldn't even watch anything. So, you know, that was, it was kind of hard. It was at a party. So if you're going to watch it, you know, either binge watch it or, you know, not at a glow party with glow girls, you're not going to get, you know, a lot of good reaction. But, you know, my heart always goes out to Matilda or Mount Fiji because I'm okay. I can walk. I can, you know, do things that she can't do. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for her. However I can help or whatever I can do, you know, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm sharing her GoFundMe every every minute, you know, Uh, because I want people to know. I mean, she pays her too. So her, you know, watching the gorgeous ladies, when, when the guy says, um, this is Glow, and she said, what's Glow? And he says, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I swear in the room, you could just feel the cringing. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, it was just like, you know, I thought it would be like, woo, yeah. It was just like, and maybe a few other Glow Girls houses it was that. Like, yeah. But in this with seven girl Glow Girls, it was like, Ooh. <laughs> Let's have another shot of Patron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was now, really kind of weird. It, now, from what we've, uh, from what I've learned from talking to you over the years um, in these interviews, from what I saw in the, the the first few episodes of like how this whole thing is starting to to form and all, it was like nothing at all what I was expecting. I'm thinking to myself, they like just totally took a a whole new page and are rewriting this whole thing. Well, I'm saying so too, but they're calling it uh, fiction, right? It's it's a made-up story. So, I mean, they can, yeah, whatever they want to do, they can do. And and beforehand, I knew that that's what they were going to do. And I heard that there was going to be a lot of cocaine there. And so, you know, like I said, but why call it the gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Because with that, there's controversy. And with right. controversy, you're going to get more people watching. So I don't think it was like, oh, boy, we don't want to piss a lot of people off, so let's not use it. I could picture them going, let's use this and sit back and watch this. You know? And, and it worked because, you know, I have fans coming to me going, uh, is it okay if I watch it? <laughs> They're asking me. I'm like, it's fine. Yes, I'm not going to tell you. Enjoy it. If you enjoy it, that's your opinion. You know, that's what you like. Now, did did I see Matt doing cocaine? Like, no. No. I mean, if we did cocaine, it wasn't definitely during Glow or it wasn't at the place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like we were all, like, perfect or anything. But, I, I, you know, I had a problem with the miscarriage scene. I don't think that was cool. I don't know if you, you know, saw that one. Yeah, I did. And I, I couldn't believe they went there with that. I was – and then, like, they do it, and then they keep going with it and going with it. I was just – Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Stop it with the girl because we know she's a little, you know, 
little toughy, and she's wanting just to get back. Stop there. I'm like, okay, I can hang with that. But then you have the guy who's not playing Matt, playing Matt, uh, getting the ketchup and throwing on, on her crotch. I'm like, okay. But once again, called shock value. But there's good taste shock value and there's bad taste shock value. If you're using the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling name, that's a little shock value. So, so please answer me. How is that empowering women with <laughs> a ketchup bottle? Yeah. No. Now, well, did, did you guys all get to watch that scene together? Um, I remember Dan was going, okay, we watched the first one. And the funny thing is we're all watching it, and then everybody started eating cupcakes and walking away. And Dan goes, okay, so how about if we watch, go to number five. And we're watching it, everybody starts drinking and eating cupcakes. <laughs> so it was, because it was so, like, all over the place, and it was really hard right. to get into the characters, which I loved a lot of the characters. You know, they're, they're great. I mean, you understand, these are actresses who got hired to play a job, uh, you know, and a part. So it's like, you can't blame them. You can't get mad at them. Mad at them. They got hired for this. And you know what? That's great. But do they know they're going up against a 30-year brand? I don't think they give a crap. It's, right. the, it's a part for them. It's a part. See, and they will sure. do this, and then they will move on. I do have a problem with a couple of the girls saying, this is a sisterhood. There are sisters. What? <laughs> How are they our sisters? Well, they could be. I don't talk to mine right now, but. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, they're actresses. They're actresses, you know? And will it get picked up for season two? Maybe. And But it doesn't mean they're going to call and go, hey, Rox, you want to go have a drink or you want to go do it? No, they're not going to. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would really love to have us, like, mesh together, but I, I don't see it happening, you know, and I don't blame them. They're, they're actresses playing parts. You know, I don't want to, you know, look desperate, like, you know, be my friend, go sister. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Now, I mean, nothing Are you for laughing at me, Bay? Are you <laughs> laughing at me? Of course. Come on now. I don't blame for me. We got too much to laugh at. See, now I lost my train of thought. See, I'm so Put your glasses me. on. Go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. You, you, see, you, you totally screwed me up now. I'm so oh, good did, at that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> did, did any of the girls like, reach out to you guys? Uh, did they reach out to us? You mean the actresses? Yes. No. <laughs> did anybody from, no. Now, did a lot of Glow Girls reach out to Chilton Productions to, to try to get a part? Yeah. Did I? No. <laughs> no, no it, it's I mean. Because uh, yeah. my buddy, our, our co-host over here, Nick, he's seen the whole series, yeah. and he just sent me a message. Seven dude wrestler cameos, no glow girl cameos. That, oh, and that's another thing, too. And, and I'm kind of wondering, okay, because the only real wrestling they had were with the wrestlers. And, you know, a lot of people didn't know what to expect. Okay, it is, it's, it's a half-hour series, a dramedy. That's what it is. It's not really a wrestling show. And I, I don't know what people were expecting, but they did get some wrestling. 
you know, with with the um, I think they're from TNA. A few of the guys and a lot of the wrestlers who I'm kind of thinking, oh, they're gonna hate this. They're not gonna want to, you know, even watch it. I think maybe they're hoping to be in it, so they're gonna go, yeah, that was great. Oh, that was good. <laughs> it's called getting on, uh, jumping on the the glow wagon. You know, Ooh, good show. You know, because it could be open for but not the glow girl. Not one glow girl. You know, the only one who has anything to do with it is Ursula because she owns the trademark, but she's not even right. in it. She wrote in uh, an interview, you know, if she uses one, she has to use us all. And I kind of take it like if you bring candy into a, um, uh, you know, a class, if you give one, you got to give it to it all, <laughs> you know, to everybody. Right. Which I never believed. I never believed that. You can just give a few pieces out. <laughs> and nobody will know. But she she didn't she didn't have to do that. I mean, she could have looked. Nobody would have gotten mad if Hollywood was in it. And who knows? Maybe Hollywood will be in it. And you know what? I hope she is. As somebody who's been there from season one through four, I hope so. Uh, if Godiva right. gets in it, if uh, Matilda, you know what? More power to them. I'm happy for whoever gets whatever from it. Now, what I'm getting out of it is a lot of press. So am I totally unhappy with that? No. No. So you know what? I mean, you're asking me, um, you know, about Glow, Netflix, and I know a lot of the backstories, and I know a lot more than a lot of people know. And so I'm little too close to really actually able to enjoy it. But I'm still going to say the scene I hate is a catch-up scene. Not necessary. Agreed. Not necessary at all. And you agree with that, too. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was so cringing. Uh, Are you going to let your daughters watch it? Um, you, you know what? I, I've kind of been a person who um, has kind of encouraged them to go watch whatever shows or, or movies because... Uh, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, cause I, I mean, I, I never had stuff censored for me growing up, and I think I learned... A lot more from yeah. watching all that stuff than I did from mm-hmm. my actual mom. So um, yeah. I try to encourage them to, but yeah. uh, I don't. I don't think they would be interested. Maybe, maybe. Well, just, just just do me a favor, okay? Before they watch it, just remind them how much Roxy loves them and who went to go visit them in Burbank. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Auntie be, Roxy before, was yeah. there. <laughs> Before we went live on the air tonight, uh, my older daughter, Rita, she said, who's on the show tonight? I said, uh, remember Roxy? Uh, we met her out in California, the glow girl. And yeah. She's looking at me. She's like, oh, Pixie. I'm like, yep. Oh, that's sweet. So she knew too, huh? Yeah. 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 Gosh, it, like it hit a lot of people pretty mm-hmm. hard, you know? Gosh. Well, that was sweet. So she's remembered and she'll always be remembered, you know? She's actually Absolutely. right next to me right now as I'm doing this interview. Not her ashes are not her, but <laughs> yeah. I'm like that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> no, we we did. You and I have my favorite picture. Hmm. You had to clarify that. I did because I said that to somebody and they gave me a weird look. And oh, you know, you see those those movies where they they keep their animal their stuff it and <laughs> I'm like no no she's actually in a really cute little box and what's your favorite picture and I had one of my uh, daughter's friends I thought was so sweet she's an artist 
and she painted this picture. I'll, I'll post it on, on Facebook, too. And she painted, like, these clouds around Pixie's face, and she actually put some of her ashes in the clouds. Oh, wow. I thought that was, I'm like, you know, that's really a good idea, which I never, because usually, you know, they're just in a box or something. And right. I said, you should probably talk to the crematory, you know, because that's, that's something different. It's something, you know, my daughter came up with her friends who painted the picture. So I thought that was kind of neat. So I, I have like a little thing there with all her little outfits and stuff. I, this is the way I deal with it. This is the way I have to deal with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the one thing that going back to the, the whole Netflix and all that stuff, you, you knew it said already, like you're getting a lot of press out of it. I think, honestly, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, the original Glow is getting more press out of it than the new Glow. <laughs> I think so, too. And it's funny because we'll get interviews, like some of us, that um, there's one group and there's another group. And some of us, we our bigger group <laughs> gets an interview and we're all like, hey, did this person talk to you? Here, here, get this interview. And we just share it with everybody because, you know, we want to get everybody's opinion. And, you know, like I said, who, whatever they want to say, their opinion is fine. I just right. don't feel like it's 100% of everybody's opinion that they're 100% thrilled or sounding bitter. You know, they don't really want to express maybe their true opinion because it, come on, there's got to be a little, little, little dig in there. Like, yeah, none of the glow girls were called. None of the glow girls were asked to go to the red carpet. None of the glow girls were, none of them. But hey, guess what? It's called Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. There's got to be a tinge of just something, even for a second. Not just pure excitement, like, oh, that one looks like me, or that one did that. Um, I mean, that can be really considered like a, a pure ripoff. If you're so amazing with your writing, uh, Liz and Carly, why not come up with something totally different? And if you, you know, think that it's an homage to that, come up with something different. I would have been all for that. Or, or like I said, call it 80s wrestling, cocaine, and sex. There. And you know what? I, I would have watched it. I would have totally watched <laughs> right. it. But you would have watched it anyway. That's not my attention. <laughs> but, um, but the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling caught a lot more attention. You know? But a lot of people did not know that the original girls were completely shut holder Ursula. And we tried to reach out to Ursula before, like for the Afterglow. Because we were friends back, you know, when we did the Albury sure. show. There was no... Like fighting, there was no cutoff. There was she just kind of disappeared, and there was nothing, no bad vibes, no nothing. So it was just kind of weird that, like, even now, and I, you know what? And especially now, I don't blame her. Like, if people are going to reach out to her, you know, she got money. I think she's going to have to be kind of protective of, of what she has now, because you can go from nothing to something, and you know what? You're going to find a lot of friends. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. So even when I get my huge, huge break, I bring everybody with me, or it's just not a good feeling. And that's probably why I'm doing the afterglow because it's, you know, it's meant to be for everybody. Yeah, I, I wonder if that bothers her. Like, <laughs> the, the, who was the Washington Post and all that? They, they come to you for interviews, but yet she's the one who owns all these trademarks and stuff. And they're like, who? Well, from you know, I heard from somebody that I guess the New York Post tried to get a hold of her, and they they were talking to her, 
and all they got were kind of like some moans and like not a really good interview. So I'm like, so I mean, I don't know what that means. I think they expect more. Maybe she's just shy or was in the mood. I don't know. Uh, you know, just because she owns a trademark doesn't mean she has to have a personality. But <laughs> yeah, as a glow girl, you should have a personality. But you know, we we don't know what's going on with her or anything. But I think she's going to be on the After Buzz, which should be interesting. Uh, Angelina Little Egypt is doing the After Buzz on Sunday, and uh, she's doing it with uh, Ursula, and she's doing it with my favorite in the show is Brittany Young. Like I have nothing bad to say about Brittany Young, and she's just so excited to be a part of it, you know. And that's very cool. She's not um, an actress that's been around for a while, but her, I see her doing a lot. She's amazing. That's awesome. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be very cool to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy for her. Like now, the other I, one, I wanna, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I want to throw a, throw Nick under the bus um, because he did see the whole thing, and I, I'm sure he has some questions for you. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's not really questions. There's a lot that I agree with. I think that um, – Allison Brie is definitely sort of the weak link of the TV show. Um, she just didn't she just didn't work, I don't think. Whereas her opposite, uh, Betty Gilpin, she did an amazing job. Oh, okay. I thought I love Betty. She yes, I agree. When, oh. when her character realizes that it's sort of like a, um, a soap opera, and she's a former soap opera star, and it all sort of clicks in her head. She becomes a completely different character, and they did a really great job with that. Or when she finds out, that, you know, that her husband is screwing Allison Brie, uh, and then you have Allison Brie, who's this little innocent character. I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why would she be doing that to her best friend? Like that part really didn't make sense because her character was not a conniving person, Allison Brie. Yeah, that that just didn't flow with me. And how he, you know, went came to the window as she lived with her parents. I mean, what was that? <laughs> I, I think she just, I think they used her name to get the series made, but I think she was a really bad fit. I mean, her whole, even her gimmick later on, it, it had no reflection of what she had done throughout the whole series when every other character, they were sort of part of the, who they were. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, she was also, you know, like the Shakespearean actress or, yeah. you know, whatever. And and I, I don't know, could they have done without the TNA? But from what I, I found out, uh, I guess she's got a huge nerd following. And they I think they kind of grab that audience like, hey, we've got Alison Brie and her boobs. Here you go. <laughs> no, you know? I, I will tell you this. Having seen all ten episodes, they do I sort have. of – you have to so the, so the drug mm-hmm. stuff was really up front, and then they sort of got away from it a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm glad that they didn't stick with that. So uh, I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on the miscarriage thing. I'm totally with you on Brittany Young. The she was my favorite character of the whole thing. Oh, good. She was like yeah. she was like the actual wrestling person there. You know, with with history and all that. Yeah. I just the one thing that I really think sucked is just the. The, there was all this opportunity. Brooke Hogan played a nightclub manager. That could have easily been one of the original Glow Girls. There, there oh, actually, no reason, stick Hollywood in there. She would have been great at it. Absolutely. There's no reason it needed to be Brooke Hogan. 
It's, it's, right. it's just, yeah. They, they oh, really yeah, yes, but yes, there did need to be Brooke Hogan because they were showing Hulk Hogan in the beginning, and I think right. uh, on that TV and those, I think he owned the rights to the tape. So right. I think that kind of was, was a tie-in. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that, and, and that sucks. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, well, and you know, I used to... I was entertained, but I, I agree with you. If it was just called, like, 80s wrestling, I'd have been fine with that, too. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if it wasn't called the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling and they put so much emphasis that it was the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and somebody even said, well, they didn't show the, the girls doing any drugs, and I go, well, they didn't outright show it, but... When the robot was at the party, when they opened up the robot, all the drugs were gone. So, right, <laughs> where did they go? So, not only <laughs> in your face type, but like you know, be creative and think about where they went. So, you know, I, I will say the the one thing that, that I think I'm not saying we disagree on it, but I think when they talk about the girl positive message, I don't think it has to do as much with the actual show as it has to do with the people behind the show. You know, um, it's created by two women. There's two women executive producers, four women executive producers, a woman writer. You know, I think that's what they were Oh, I, uh, You know positive. what I do? I do agree on the fact that they ripped off um, 30 women. Yeah, that's totally empowering. That's great. Yeah, as far as employing women, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, great. I'm all about women writers and women directors. And, yeah, but these women, if anybody, should have known. It's a 30-year right. brand. These were the women that opened the doors, like for the divas. And got that. I mean, take a look at that. Consider that at least, you know, and go, wow, we have something here. Let, let's do something with this. It doesn't have to be big, but let's do something. I, I don't care pull a few in for their story, just something. So it looks like that we really care about these women like Matilda or Fiji that have gone through what they've gone through. To me, that's empowering. The other, I think it's just bull crap. (laughs) How do I I really feel? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how about that? Has has Fiji seen it at all or? You know what? We don't know where Fiji is. And I I don't know Mm. if her relatives are watching. And like I said, I love the girl who, who played, you know, Brittany Young, who played her. But that's obviously it's a Fiji character. I don't know because yeah. there's only one Fiji. I'm sorry, one Matilda. Huh. You know, they they come walking into the ring, and there's just this presence. I don't see one girl that walked into there that just had that presence. No. You know, not at not, all. Not one that just. Like, wow. And I know we saw the backstories, and, and with Glow, we only saw them as characters. But even when, when Matt Fiji walks into a room, or, or even Hollywood, or even, you know, Godiva, or, or when these girls walk into a room, there's a presence. And did you see I didn't mention me? Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, I guess I did. So there's a presence. I, I only slightly disagree with you. I just, I, there was one time where I was watching it and I was like, boom, there it is. There's the gold. And that was when uh, the Liberty Bell character took the gold medals off of the other girl and put oh, them on. Oh, I love that. No, I love that, that. Yeah, that scene, in that moment, that was it. That was the money shot right there. 
get I well, how, even how she kind of bent her back and the way she did that, how she said that, and it can be something so simple, but that to me that did it for me too. Was just that she's like, hey, those are my my medals, they're real, you know. Hello, but I love that. Absolutely. So I'm not not disagreeing with that. No, that was great. That was great. That but was Betty was amazing. Was like, Betty yeah. was amazing. And that was the one time I was like, boom, that's a glow girl. I was like, that's, you know what I mean? As that was that it. Happened, I said, there's your main event right there. I don't know who. I didn't think Allison Bree was going to make it all the way through because her character was just stupid. It, it didn't make any <laughs> sense. It oh, my really gosh, she kept whining. She kept whining. <laughs> Had the show just been about Betty's character, it, I think it would have been an even better show. Uh, yeah, but okay, but you got. I think also too the the two characters. Um, you had Allison Bree who fought with um, uh, Betty Gilpin, so you had those two, and then fighting over a guy. Well, as I remember in Glow, there were two girls that fought over a guy that actually <laughs> used to bring it into the ring. Do you know who that is? That was the Hollywood and Sally. Hollywood yeah. and Sally. They had a real battle in the ring. So Matt knew that something was going on between them, like somebody was seeing a boyfriend or something happened. So he put those together. If you look on YouTube and watch one of their matches, I swear they're just duking it out, and that stuff is real. So I kind of think they kind of based that on on that, that there was you, you got to have some type of something that's going to drive you there. And that's the whole basis right. of the show was their their battle. Which I, I feel like it, I got caught up in that, and I, I'm excited to see what they do, like with the other characters, you know. And there's some that I really like the the young girl um, who played like a jailbait chainsaw on Spike, and who's the other one I liked? Uh, I, I liked a lot of them, you know. I liked the little montage when they came out and did their little thing about their characters of who they were. I thought that was kind yeah. of cute. Now, but uh, my uh, God, the, the glow wrap they sing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was cringing. Glow, glow. That's the name. <laughs> oh, my boy. What the? <laughs> and we all at the party play these all wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me, now, let me ask you something that may sound insignificant to, the, to a fan of the TV show. But to those of us okay. that have been at a live wrestling show and we know, let, let's talk a minute about that show, the show at the end, the sort of main event. How mm-hmm. awesome was it that it was just the shittiest production? The sound went out, they had no lights, you know, like that's happened so many times. It's like that to me, that was the most honest moment of all of the show. Okay, I didn't get that because, I mean, I get they had a car wash to raise money, then that guy and that. Right. But it, it, that that part to me, all that kind of, I felt like I got kind of lost in that. Like, from the beginning, they were saying, oh, yeah, we have like a, like a TV deal. We have something going on. And I know what's his name, Bash, Dash, whatever his name is. He lost his money or whatever, but it just seemed like, it was so all over the place. And I'm like, wait, I thought they had this. Wait, they had, and right, I just right. got kind of lost in that. Like, oh, wait, now it's an indie show. But now it's, he's running the tape up, you know, like, here it is. I'm like, yeah, okay, right. Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. and, for, and, and, for an, an indie show, yes. 
Yeah, after a huge build-up for a TV show, it ended up kind of feeling like a shitty indie show. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, you know, okay, well, whoever wrote this, I mean, maybe they went to a few matches or talked to a few people. You know what? If they would have actually talked to some of the Glow Girls that have been there, like even Hollywood from One for Four or Matilda, you know, get the real good stories of really with Glow. You know, it run to cost them maybe a few grand or something. It would have made it to me that much more rich. It just, I was, and Dan, who is a huge wrestling fan, uh, I mean, the first time it was on like the, the night before uh, the party, and Dan's watching it. I go, okay, I'm going to bed. All you hear is, oh, God, what? Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. He goes, oh, no, no, you got to come see this. I go, I don't want to hear it. And then he's skipping through and it goes, Oh, God. Because he's a, a wrestling fan. And he watches WWE. And he goes, I don't get it. I'm like, shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, let's just wait until tomorrow. And then I just kind of, when he when he was gone at work on Saturday, I just watched the whole thing. And I'm like, I wanted to get up with you. I got bored. I'm like, the story was really, really slow. And. You know, like, from the beginning, I wanted to be grabbed. I like the dream sequence. I thought that was kind of cool, and I like the music. But I didn't get the whole indie vibey thing at the end. I didn't get you that. Know, that's one thing I thought they did, did uh, really well in that, is it really did come off like the it was the 80s. Um, I don't know where they found all those cars in every scene to make it like it was the 80s. And the music going along with it, I, I mean, that was just icing on the cake. Okay, babe. I've got a different take on that. Really? <laughs> I really do. Okay. Like I said, I worked in product placement. And when I look at movies like Days and Confused, and I look at uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, I I feel like I'm really in that time frame. But when you got to throw in Steve Gutenberg or certain names or sometimes the music alone and the hairstyles and not like a can of Aquanet in the back. It's like sometimes the eighties are kind of shoved like down your throat in this show. There's a lot that you, you don't really need to do that. We know you're there. We know you're in the eighties because your pants are hiked up to your boobs. We know that. Okay. And like the whole workout with the Jane Fonda thing and all that and the perfect little outfits and awesome Kong where nobody wore that like that. It was just, to me, it was overkill on the 80s. Days and Confused. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, the be- One of the best movies, I think. Down to the cars. Down to, like, the music. Well, I'm sure the music was good in it, and, you know, Pat Benatar. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to put 60s music in it? No. You're going to put 80s music so we can all go, wow, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that hairspray. Well, I remember that, and so we're all walking down 80s memory lane, and, and you look at some stuff, and I'm looking like, we didn't wear that. Nobody wore that. Shit. What is that? Because we were there. So they could be trying to pick up a newer audience, and I swear if if those pants come in again, I am so done. <laughs> the hiked-up pants that Allison Bree was wearing through them, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, so I just felt like the 80s were kind of really shoved a little too hard in our faces for that. When I compare it to, you know, like I said, Fast Times at Richmond High, with the whole, and there was some language. We didn't say epic. We didn't say epic.
Hello? Hello? I'm still Hello? here. I don't know who else is. Still there? Hey. Hello? Are you there? Can you hear me? Can you I hear think me? Some, I, think, I think something might have happened to Bay because I don't think we're hearing him at all. Yeah, I don't hear Bay at all. Hello? Hey. What happened to the last, the last phone, huh? <laughs> I think you're right. I think it did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, okay, well, no, why don't we uh why don't we let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything like that? Okay, Bay, I love you but you suck. Okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Bay. Um, okay. I'm gonna promote the best best cruise in the world and I know Bay gets seasick so he can't go. But who cares? You know what, Jess, you can leave him at home and you can come hang with us. It's at www.afterglowatsea.com, and we're going to have 11 glow girls, and this cruise is amazing. We're having a masquerade ball, and there's a lot of surprises during this cruise. Plus, there's free booze, <laughs> uh, free drink package. Can you believe that? Like, all you oh, want, awesome. even though I'm not a big drinker. Um, also, Roxy Astor on Facebook, and a lot of the Glow Girls are on Facebook, too. And Roxy uh, Astor 1 on Twitter, and Glow Wrestling 1, and that's for all the Glow Girls. And that's it. So, the Afterglow Cruise, the most amazing thing in the world. Faye, where are you? I didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah, I don't I think, right? I think, he's, I think he's having a hard time getting through. I'm not sure that uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, will you tell him tell him I I love him and I'll ream him personally. Okay, definitely. Thank you for coming on the show and we'll talk All to you right, soon. All right, thanks. Thanks for having hey, me. I heard what you said. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I I just heard what you said. I had I I don't know what happened. I'm on my phone now. Well, I, I just the system. Well, I just I just said my my goodbyes to you. So <laughs> Okay. Well, hello and goodbye. She said, she'll ring Thank you for everything. I said, I'll ring you later. I said, Bay, you <laughs> suck. What else? <laughs> Did you talk to Janetti at all? I mean, that was another thing, too, before I go. Uh, you know, Janetti's been very quiet on the line here all night. That's because he's afraid I'm going to bring up Godiva. And I even no, talked to him gonna, a few times. <laughs> I was going to ask you I was gonna ask you if uh, Godiva was going on the cruise this time. <laughs> No, you know what? She's honestly not like a cruise person. And, and what I do tell people, it's like, look, the, the cruise, it, it's not for everybody. Not all the glow girls are going to, you know, want to go, hey, I want to hang out with the fans. And it's okay. It's okay. It's not for everybody. But the ones that want to go, they do. But you know what? She actually showed up and met uh, one of her biggest fans, Diana Prince. And she asked nice. Queen Mary before the first cruise. So, you know what? And if it's not for her, that's fine. She's she's still Godiva. We we hate we love her. So <laughs> I try to throw that in one word, but that that's fine though. You know, she'll come out for other things. She came out for the CAC, get the award, and she's still Godiva. Nice. She's Britannica. She's Britannica. Britannica. <laughs> there you go. Britannica <laughs> in the glow necklace. A cross between Britannica and Zelda the brain. 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I, I, thank you, as always. It's always a pleasure. All right. Any, any time you want a personal message, personal, I don't care, there you go. Um, you can write to me if you, there's anything you want to talk about. We, we always have we always have like behind the scene type things going on. <laughs> and I'll be waiting for uh, Roxy got her copy of our magazine, uh, so we'll be waiting for our oh, picture. Oh up. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was so funny. So uh, my daughter's boyfriend bring, brings this up and goes, "This is for Roxy F and Aster." I go, "That's real funny." And he goes, "No, it really says Roxy F and Aster." <laughs> and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, "It does." So I will take a picture, and I love the magazine. I look through it. That is so cool, babe. Congratulations on that. It's very cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll send a picture. I'll send a picture. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll put Jan in the picture with me, and we'll we'll pose with it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Tell Jess and the family I said hi. I will. I will. Okay. Wait. Yeah, I gotta say you. this. Yep. Winning. Hashtag winning. Winning. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Love you, babe. Right. I'll talk to you. Love you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. There she goes. One of the girls that should be in the Netflix series, Roxy Astor from Glow. So, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can okay. hear you now. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, on my phone. That's crazy. All right, let's let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll run through everything else. I gotta run to the bathroom, like so bad too. So quick pee break. <laughs> be back in three minutes. <laughs> Did you forget to hit the button? Yeah, man, I think you did. Oh, that's tough. ran to the bathroom. All righty, then. I'll try and log into the system. It's been a while since I've logged in. It'll start up like either that or he has the volume down. Yeah, listen, you can hear it. Can you hear it just barely? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. Um. <laughs> so you're pretty behind on Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I actually since the uh, number seven, I haven't oh, watched wow. it. Oh wow! And it, and really, like you know, the only reason is. I've been going out to that uh, the knockout room and doing that Saturday nights. And by the time I get home, I'm like tired as hell and I don't want to sleep through it. <laughs> and I just haven't had a chance. So I figure if I, if I bundle a couple of them together, because uh, tomorrow night is, or Saturday night, I'm sorry, is the last one for the, uh, it's a season finale before the uh, Christmas special. So oh, wow. this is technically it. it it's over with it. Uh, so and then we'll have five months until whatever, and he's going to regenerate. Uh, Peter Capaldi is done. So. 
Oh, there's so much I, I want to ask you, but I'll hold off. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of it I, you know, probably know. Unless, uh, I, you know, a lot of it I know what happens. I mean, I haven't seen every episode uh, throughout the thing, but I pretty much know because, I mean, the, the, the friggin' Internet couldn't keep a secret if they tried. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's usually it's usually berated on, you know, cuz it's in my news feed somewhere. So no matter what, even if it's the the fans of it cuz I have fans that are uh, on my news feed as well. And I have, know, I'm happy to, go ahead. I have a, a a sinking suspicion that Michelle Gomez will be the doctor next season. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I, I, I think that's I don't the way they're too much. But no, I know. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking I'd like about. To see, it would be easy to have her character die and then have the regeneration affected by remorse or grief or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right. they kind of already established that with Capaldi looking like he does. Right. Well, and and part of the thing is and. and Knowing, you know, with me knowing the storyline, basically, um, there's there's a lot I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen. I I don't know if if I'll go that far as as they're going to do that because uh, between now I don't know if they've changed it because of the time and all that other shit. But uh, between his twelfth and thirteenth regeneration, right, the doctor uh, goes through a heel turn. And the character is called the Veil Yard. Okay. So this is, Capaldi is the 12th doctor. Oh, okay. Forget about the regeneration yeah, yeah, yeah. that they did. He is, he is technically the 12th doctor. So <laughs> his next regeneration is between the 12th and the 13th doctor. I don't know if they're going to, in some way, shape, or form, do the Veil Yard deal. Oh wow! Of some kind, I don't know what what the deal is. Uh, well, I'll yeah. tell so, you. This week there was a little bit of I thought it was lazy writing because they pretty much came out and made like a side comment that was like, "Yeah, we could regenerate as anything, even a girl." Yeah. Now I I do not honestly they in in making. The master, a female, that was the test to see right. if they could turn. Yeah, and it's not going to work. So they figured that out, and they're not going to do it. As far I as sure I know, they're not, not going to do it. No, I, I, I hope not to. But as far as everything that I've known and, and I've seen and all the, the, the crap, maybe, you know, I, I doubt they're going to do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just wondering – uh, because I mean I, I love the return of, of John Sim as the master. Uh, they've even given him that goofy goatee like they had with the with the first uh, with uh, Roger Delgado <laughs> and, and Anthony Arnie. Uh, but yeah, I love that, and, and I was really really hoping, and I know it's not going to happen, uh, but I was really hoping they would say you know that Missy would turn around and go, ah, I've been lying to you all this time. I've been the ranny. And John Sim would be the master, but it's not going to happen. Either way. Um, and I was also really hoping, like, some kind of three doctors uh, story before they died, before they uh, they ended it. 
because they could have easily gotten Matt Smith and, and David Tennant back. And just have them sort of cross paths. Yeah, yeah. They did that in, uh, with the first series uh, where and John Pertwee, uh, and they called it the Three Doctors. Uh, oh, wow. I would have loved to cool. seen that, that kind of reboot for the last, you know what I mean, the, the 10th, 11th, and 12th would have been a nice homage, and they could have done it easily. Now, I sent Bay a message saying that we, uh, we couldn't hear. I'm back. Oh, there I, you know, we, couldn't hear, we couldn't hear the commercials, I, just barely. You know, I, I ran right up to the bathroom, and I had my phone on mute, and I was hearing you guys. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I get all the way back downstairs. I sit down. I get ready to unmute you. And my daughter comes down. There's a spider in my room. You have to come kill it. <laughs> so I go all the way up there. I try to get the spider. Of course, the spider's on the freaking ceiling that I can't reach. I knock it down, and it goes behind the bureau, and I don't know where it is. She's freaking the fuck out. She's like, my day was great until now. Now what am I supposed to do? Go to fucking bed. What do I tell you? I, said, I gave her a can of deodorant. I said, if you see it, Spray it. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. At least it'll uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. That was my That's all right. Mike. The short to you, we were talking about Doctor Who. You, you know what? I, I was starting to hear that, too, and luckily I just left the phone down here while I went and played Spider Killer. <laughs> But uh, I don't know what the right. hell happened to the the system. That like fucking pissed me off. Like we could hear it just a tiny bit. Like really? Yeah. If you listened real carefully, you could hear it playing like it was on like one. That's so weird. Because I, I mean, I couldn't hear you guys at all. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. we were on mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, so none of that went out on the air. <laughs> so, all right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, roll along with, uh, with our countdown here. Um, <laughs> uh, memorial songs. There we go. I was trying to think of what we were doing. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we have been doing this from time to time, and um little top three musical countdown. And uh, this time around, it was Nick's pick, and he picked top three memorial songs, which uh, are, are songs that were basically written for somebody who's passed on. Am I correct, Nick? Yeah, I, wanted, I would say, like, memorial slash tribute, something like that. You know what I mean. Sure. So you're, um, <laughs> you're number three. Let me find it now. I'm looking in the wrong freaking box. Duh. All right. All right. I, I, you're number three. I don't even know this is a freaking band. All right. I'm. Okay. Let's see here. I, I hope. I hope. Hopefully, you guys will be able to hear it. Let's see. If, watch. Let's let's throw another freaking. Yeah. Let's see if you can hear it. 
Can you hear anything? Because I don't hear nothing. No, I don't hear anything. I don't hear nothing either. Great. So, <laughs> segment for tonight. Oh, that's crazy. Something happened with my fucking board. That's fucking retarded. I wonder if I should let me try disconnecting it and then connecting again. Let's let's try that. Let's go there. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Cool. I'm 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 back. Janetti, can you hear me? You now. <laughs> now, uh, are we sure that I you're can on? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, screw you. I can't hear nothing. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to the boom boom room. All right, let's see if this works now. Oh, I can hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can. All right, cool. All right. So this is a uh, this is Nick's number three, and uh, I'll start playing it and I'll lower it down. So Nick, you can talk it up. Yeah, I'm in just very that many songs about Superman, so I picked this one. <laughs> oh, so the. Oh, all right. I thought it was the group was called Superman. No, no. The group is called Five for Fighting. I'm not night. I know this song. It's about Superman. The better part of me. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. I'm more than some pretty face beside a train and it's not easy to be me now I don't want to say get all like philosophical and everything but I love the fact that the song deals with how hard it must be to be Superman find a way it's a weird um, weird thing to write about That's, I, I honestly had no idea But pretty wild. I just there's a part where he's like, you know, he talks about never being able to see his home again. You know, he, he even though he's Superman, he has his own hopes and dreams and shit. It's just it's it's from a really odd perspective of like Superman as a person. Right. It totally brings it to like a whole different level. I'm not that nice. I'm not that nice. Men 
You know, crazy thing too, as I'm like looking at this video, I forgot the original guitar player to band Slaughter was a dude from Philly, and he ended up dying in a car accident. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. What a fucking tragedy for one band. I know, right? This is one of them songs, though, like, if I hear it come on the radio, I can't listen to it. Like, I start crying. Really? Yeah, I just think of a few, like, you know, friends of mine from, like, that, uh, like, the hair band era that I was close with that passed away, and just makes me think of them. Do you, like, what you'll rush to turn it off? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as I hear it, it's gone. <laughs> and so I, like, I wasn't even, that's why I was talking to you in the, I was... In the thing, I was trying not to pay attention to the song. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right, let me uh, let me go find your list again. Now it's funny. Your number two was, um, which I don't I don't understand why. Uh, this was Jess's song to me. Like when we were, this came out like when we start first started dating, and she, really, <laughs> yeah. When she would hear this song, she would think of me, which it doesn't sound like a good thing to relate to. But uh, I'll start playing, and you can start talking. Let me see if All this right. is the right way. Uh, three, two, one. Telling it softly with his song 
So I picked this one specifically because it's it's a remake of a remake of a remake of a tribute song. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different versions of it, but it this is kind of the latest version of it, and it has a very different feel to it. Um, yeah. It also samples a little bit of Tribe Called Quest, and uh, it's just a really well done. It's, it's probably the song that won the Fuji's the Grammy that year. Oh, totally. It was huge when it came out. Yeah. For the record, I hated yeah. this song. Did, did you really? Uh, still do. I really love the idea of the song, like that that somebody else's song affected somebody so profoundly that they turned it into a hit song of their own. You know what right. I mean? I mean, I think every one of us relates to that sort of uh, emotional connection you can make with a song or a band. And that's really, in essence, what this song is about. Right. It's it's as much of a tribute to Roberta Flack as it is to music in general. Totally. And really, I mean, there's no denying Lauren Hill's voice. She's just a Fruit Loop.
from the refugee camp. Ah, you know how we do. Watch that prize well. Somewhere in Philly uh, on the radio, they were like, this song goes out to Bay Ragney. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got a breaking point, kid, and they'll rat on you. The family niggas will rat on you. That's why we got to be prepared. Whoever out with me. All right. All right. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what the hell that was at the end. That was a yeah, <laughs> version. Uh, um, all right. So my number, um, my number two. All right. I'm going to get this out. I like how it's still up for debate with you. <laughs> it's it's tough. It is. And here, um, actually, uh, Janetti is a person that turned me on to this song. And uh, we used to listen to this a lot driving around. And we would just sit there and constantly say to ourselves how deep it was. And it's uh, Elton John's tribute to John Lennon, uh, Empty Garden. He likes houses and features that work. I have layers. What happened here as a New York sunset disappeared? I found an empty garden among the flagstones there. Must have been a gardener that cared a lot. Weeded out the tears and grew a good crop. Now it all looks strange. It's funny how one instead can damage so much grain. And what's it for? Garden by the brownstone door, and in the cracks along the sidewalk, nothing grows no more. He must have been a gardener that cared a lot, weeded out the tears and blood. Nick, you never heard this song? Such a great song. No, man. When he starts singing. To the, the chorus, like he's just singing the John Lennon, it tears you up. That's crazy, man. That's I'm reading about it now, and I'm just like, that. I didn't even realize they were good, you know, friends like that. Just, I mean, just listen to the lyrics. Picture a young uh, me and Janetti smoked up to the gills driving around listening to this repeat, just just on repeat. Just hair everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
funny because <clears throat> that, that's what made it so good like I had heard that song for years until Jeanette <laughs> explained it to me you know on one of them car rides it like just took on a whole new uh, meaning to me and, and it just made me just fall in love with the song even more absolutely and is Jeanette still awesome. there did you want to chime in Jeanette I'm, that is <laughs> I'm, on mute. I'm on mute because the dog keeps barking. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, those those were, uh, and, and it didn't it didn't not help that we're we were heightened in our senses. <laughs> I think that's what helped is that we were heightened. Yeah. <laughs> It I remember you talking to me and said something to me, and in five minutes we were laughing about that shit. Um, but that was the funniest thing. I'll never forget that. I he fucking, breathe. he was so smooth. <laughs> I said something, and he just stopped dead and looked at me. He's like, "You talk to me." I'm like, "What?" He was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, marijuana. I le- I legitimately couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So all right, so this is um this is Nick's number one song and um it's from Big and Rich and what's the name of it? 
of it? Eighth of the eighth of November. Eighth of November. Now Nick said to me in, in a message to just play it. There's a there's a thing in the beginning that explains it better than he can. So yeah. So it's going to tell you to buy <laughs> auto parts. Yeah. Explain to me O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go ahead. 173rd Airborne Brigade on Operation Hump, War Zone D in Vietnam. We're ambushed by over 1,200 BC. It's already bumming me out. Soldiers lost their lives. Severely wounded and risking his own life, Lawrence Joel, a medic, was the first living black man since the Spanish American War to receive the United States Medal of Honor saving so many lives in the midst of battle that day. Our friend Niles Harris, retired 25 years, United States Army, the guy who gave Big Kenny his top hat, was one of the wounded who lived. This song is his story. Caught in the action of kill or be killed, greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his brother. Fire raining 
And I'm watching the video for this song. I'm thinking to myself, like, there's like all you know, all these war clips going along with it, and um, that that style of war is something that will never be seen again. That true hand-to-hand combat, that true, you know, you know, we do have troops on the ground, quote unquote, so to say, but they're not waging in battle like uh, the soldiers of yesterday. Yeah, that's – and just, I mean, you know what I mean? There was 1,200 enemy soldiers up against 30 dudes. You know what I mean? And and a handful of them survived. Like, it's – it's. I mean, they literally watched everybody they know die. And uh, not only did they survive, but, you know, you have to live with that for the rest of your life. You know, that was when you are 19 – what, how does that affect you when you're 60? You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's very, I, we don't make men like that anymore. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. And, and, and that's pretty much why I was like, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. Just let it speak for itself because, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. They fucking, the balls on these guys. Absolutely. I'd never be able to do that. I, I, Admit it all the time. <clears throat> yeah, it's just totally mind blowing. <clears throat> oh man! All right, so my number one song is, um, which uh, I guess probably won't be a surprise for some people, but um, a song that was written in tribute to uh, Randy Rhodes, and. Um, it was uh, released quite right, released it on their first album, and uh, the song is called Thunderbird, and it's just, uh, it's weird, like, when this song first came out back in, like, 83, uh, you know, even till today, you know, 35 years later, when I listened to this song, um, Kevin Dubrow's voice, you can just hear the 
the emotion in him singing this and the words and um it, it's just a deep song picturing uh the, the thunderbird being the person who passed away being whether it was Randy Rhodes or uh you know you related to somebody else it's just a a beautiful beautiful song and deep and it can bring you to tears so uh here it is quiet riot thunderbird of course i have to you guys house is a feature that works i, I have think youtube players. should be paying us <laughs>
mentions so let me i mean honorable mentions was so hard dude like how do you i'm sure you had a list of 50 long just like i did like there's just you could put so many different ones in there and it would be totally worth it (laughs) (coughs) You, you know what as i'm pulling this one up i don't know if i've ever heard this song Something about a man in black Makes me want to buy a Cadillac Throw the top back And roll down to Jackson Town I want to be there on the stage with you You and I could be the next rage to Hear the crowd roar Make them one more Kick the footlights So this is Heidi Newman? Yeah, she was uh, she was the lead singer of a group called Trick Pony before. Know what I mean. Okay, who is she? She's a country artist. She's also the lead singer of a band called Trick Pony that was before that. Um, and yes, country artist. She's really nice to look at. I tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Build a world around a country song, pray a sweet prayer. Follow you there. I'm down in history. I want to love like Johnny and you. Bring the fire, party with you. I want to walk the line. Build an end. Now, as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, you take that, that fiddle out of that background, out of there, that violin, whatever it is, and it takes the whole yeah. country feeling out of it. It does. I mean, imagine taking that out and swapping it out with some sort of badass guitar. You could turn that into a metal song. Oh, yeah. And it still totally fits because, I mean, it's Johnny Cash. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. (laughs) Nobody's too cool for Johnny Cash. 
And, and I think that's one of the things that, like, that it brought the song to mind is just because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of that era of music. And, uh, we, of course, we can all relate to that sort of epic love song. I mean, that's like, that's music royalty, you know what I mean? When we're gonna be no tears to cry Only memories of our lives that we remember Remember Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Rachel to do like a hard rock version. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> uh, All right, so my um, my honorable mention. Trying to find is um. Is actually uh, keeping in the another surprise. Randy Rhodes um, on the first Ozzy album that he did, uh, uh, that called Blizzard of Oz. Um, you know, here here's Ozzy's big solo debut. This huge, monstrous hard rock. Um, you know, that, that's album that's giving you songs like Crazy Train and I Don't Know and uh, <laughs> and Suicide Solution and Mr. Crowley and um, sandwiched in there on side one right before, if I'm not mistaken, Suicide Solution is this classical music little piece that's just a very beautiful, pretty sounding song. And it was called D. And um, D was Randy's mom, uh, Dolores. And, you know, towards the end of his career, he was getting very into classical guitar, and she was a you know classical musician and all. So he wrote this piece in tribute for her, and it just if you think about it, you know, in 1979, 1980, when they started working on this album for Ozzy to say, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, put this classical piece of music onto my uh, heavy metal like album that's going to destroy the world for eternity, um, it's just amazing. And here is. Uh, I want to try to find the right version because there's two. I want to play the version from the tribute album as well that is from the studio, and you hear him doing the different takes of it. See, that don't sound right. There's like so many different people that got fucking versions of it here. Let me try this one. Not bad. It's getting to me. That's not it. 
Let's try this one. O'Reilly getting all the airtime. This is actually the one off the tribute album in the studio of him doing different versions of it. And you get this is the first time I ever really got to hear him talk. Oh, wow. Yeah.
Let's hear that. Just walks away. That's it. And that's how the album ends. You guys house is a heater that Damn. Isn't it, man? It it, it kinda shows you though too how like tedious it really is sometimes to be a musician to have to just you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Take after take. Yeah. Now here's the cool thing too, like, you know, they do those Randy Rhodes Remembered uh concerts now every year. And um at the end of the show, all the um, guitarists that took part in it, they all come out and sit on the stage with acoustic guitars, and they play that. Here, cheers. Check this out. Check it out. You got, through some, you know, freaky accident, right, you have uh, Randy Rose is able to come on to your show. Here's the catch. You can only ask him one question. Cut the fuck out of here. <laughs> What's your question? Oh. Holy fuck. That's, how are you supposed to do that? <laughs> I, 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 dude, I don't even know where I would fucking begin. Oh, that's like, funny. Yeah, like <laughs> there could be so many circumstances, and, and like <laughs> you know, uh, question about Quiet Riot, question about Ozzy, question about uh, you know, if it was modern times, all these years later, and the circumstances were the same of what happened, but he lived, but yet Kevin DeBrow still <laughs> passed away from uh, a cocaine overdose. Like, I mean, all different directions I want to go. I, I don't know, dude. All right, I man. I, <laughs> just trying to throw them at you, you know? <laughs> it, it's it's weird, though. Look, watching that video, I mean, there was like probably 12 guitarists on stage, and I think half of them have been on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, including awesome. his brother, who's on there as well. And, uh, yeah. Squab. Oh, that's too funny. That's and, funny. You know what? It's a shame that you didn't get to do that when you were in California. Oh, that's something. That's uh, they're doing a GoFundMe. Oh, really? I, I came across it last week. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, to redo the school. 
Oh, wow. Um, June 13th, he put it up. Uh, to uh, They did a Kickstarter to restore the school and uh, the Randy Rose Museum. And tons of uh, cool rewards and stuff like that available. Their goal was $2,000. They reached uh, 11550 so far, 13 days Holy to go. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, you know how much better that's going to make it than they even thought? <laughs> I think he was smart, too, and and went low. <clears throat> yeah. But... I mean, there's some cool thousand dollars. You need players. to see what, how much you, how much do we need to give them for it to be totally driven entertainment presents the Randy Rhodes Museum. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, out of the rewards that you could have got, like the one I would have wanted, and I was kind of pissed, um, because it was already gone. Um, there was only five available. One of uh, Randy's original business cards. Oh, really? Yeah. They went for two fifty a pop. Oh wow! Now, what was like the number one reward? That was like executive producer or something, you know? Um, <laughs> let's see. For three hundred hours, there were numbered, copied Randy Rhodes books, uh, business cards. Almost like five thousand dollars. We get to hang out at, in the museum, like night of that night at the museum style overnight. <laughs> one thousand dollars. Uh, grand Salon plaque. Your name will be printed on a plaque commemorating the restoration in the museum, Musonia Grand Salon. You'll also receive a copy of the original uh, copy of Rainy Ridge Tribute LP, one group tour credit for the restored Musonia, a signed personal thank you letter from the Rhodes family, and an official Musonia t-shirt and bumper sticker. Oh, wow. That's not bad for $1,000. Dude, if I had $1,000 to throw away, I would do it. Yeah, that's not, I mean... Sometimes they're stupid, you know, the rewards, but that's pretty, you know. I don't know, though. I'm thinking, though, still me and you, night at at the museum style overnight trip. Oh, speaking of museum, (laughs) um, this fucking weekend is the official grand opening of the Evil Knievel Museum. Um, Oh, really? And our whole crew's out there. Like... Uh, all the all the Evil Knievel crew that have been on the show and all, uh, they're all out there this weekend. Uh, tomorrow night is like a big, I think, uh, like dinner type thing. And then Saturday is this whole big grand fiasco with people jumping and stuff like that. Um, and actually, I, I'm so bummed. Like, yeah, how, <laughs> how did you not go to this? <laughs> I don't have the money. I don't have the uh, money. I was offered well, – <clears throat> if I could have made it there, Lathan had told me a couple times, Lathan McKay, who uh, you know uh, runs this whole fucking thing now, um, he said, dude, if you can make it out there, you can broadcast live if you want. Um, 
I, I do. I just don't have the money to go to fucking Kansas City, pick up and take my whole family out to Kansas City. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and and actually, Henry was a. Uh, he was texting with me. Um, it was yesterday. Um, he's really bummed. I was like, dude. I, he's like, I really wish you were coming out there and hanging out with me. And you know, he, he's like, <laughs> he did. He started getting real pissed off. He's like, how about if I call in to report? I'm like, well, when do you want to call in? He's like, I'll call in Friday. I'll call in Saturday. I'm like, dude, I'm not on the air. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only live Thursday. And he's like, oh, well, how about like we can tape something? He's like, none of that fake news bullshit. He goes, I'll give you the scoop. <laughs> I, like, okay, well, I know that. And so then I was like, uh, he's like, well, how about Monday? I'm like, and then I was like, you know what? Tuesday is the 4th of July. I was like, how about, are you all from work on Tuesday? I said, uh, Tuesday morning, let's do one. If you're up for it, we can do one like 10 a.m. Tuesday. And I said, you can you know call in and we'll do like a whole uh, Evil Knievel Museum rundown recap thing. So we're going to do that. Oh, that's cool. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's going on. This, that's a, there's so much fucking shit going on. It's insanity. <laughs> oh, man. And now, now I'm seeing see, people are posting. With, people with are this posting show not happening. happening. What's that? Okay, with this show not happening on the weekend, it doesn't mean you're going to get any additional free time, does it? Um, with the show that's supposed to happen next week? But you'll still just be running around crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. And, and people are posting that the place is going to still be open. Like, nothing for nothing, like... This is where now I'm going to get pissed because don't fucking – I go in there, and I got the guy hollering at me, throwing my fucking flyers out that the place is closed. Uh, people are almost in tears, uh, you know, and people are coming to me who are not involved in the place and are telling me it's closed, it's closed, it's closed. And then some people are like, ah, you know, it might stay open. You don't know, though. Uh, you know – Maybe wait like twenty four hours. Well, no, I I can't wait. Like y- y- you guys are kind of like fucking me here now. Like what happened? Right when you have, you have fans that are putting out money to come to the show that are promoting. Right. You did the responsible thing, I think. I think I don't think a lot of promoters would have done that, but I think you took the band into consideration when you made this decision. I. I and like every like the whole show in general, because I mean, people are starting to like, oh, it's closed. Well, how the fuck are you going to do the show? Like, what if they don't hear that it's not closed? They only heard it was right. closed. Like, yeah. Now, now it's no, I, it's, it's rubbing it's really rubbing me wrong now, and now I'm like getting upset about it. I, I still think you did the right thing because those bands deserve to have, you know, the audience's attention, not just whoever could figure out it was open. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. honestly, like, I don't want to talk shit about people I don't know, but come on, like, make some grown-up decisions. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people's livelihoods are at stake. You, you know what I mean? This isn't a fucking uh, hobby for you. You're, you know what I mean? Like, right. what the oh, hell? Right. And then you're going to be ignorant and start throwing flyers around? You know what I mean? Like, you're the fucking failure in the room, not him. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. oh, what an asshole. 
It makes me mad for you, dude. I just, I, I don't want people to talk shit now. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah. You know because, which I'm, I'm going to find the comment and I'm going to send it over to you. And I, and I want to get your, uh, your opinion now from a. Certain certain people that have before, and uh, have people have come to me about people talking shit. Um, you know, when I posted about the show being canceled um, about ten ten to twenty minutes later, these people posted about their show, which is uh, you know three months away, four months away. Um, they put this post out. I'm going to send it to you right now. Now, you'll have to tell me who that was. Who that was? Oh, okay. Like from we were talking before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that is uh, some dumb shit. <laughs> right. Right. You know what, dude? I, I like the what you're doing, though. Like, your whole stance is like, I'm a grown-up. I don't need this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, right. just, you, you, this is a business. You, you don't, you know, screw the, the gossipers and the shit talkers and, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm just uh, taking the high road with everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you need somebody to talk shit, just let me know, because I'll do it. I, I, I don't even know <laughs> these people. So... <laughs> Uh, you oh, know. Man. oh man, Janetti, you gotta like keep yourself off mute. You're always too freaking quiet. I think he's afraid that the dog's gonna like interrupt what we're saying by barking. I I don't think I've ever heard the dog ever. Yeah, no, she barks sometimes. She goes into these little fits when certain dogs pass by the window. So, and I never know what's gonna happen, and I'm usually. Like wandered off from the phone, so <laughs> I can't run back to it and mute it when she starts. <laughs> now, what do you think? Uh, like, uh, what's your opinion on that, Janetti? Like, so with the place uh, I, I go there today, like I said, and you know, this <laughs> the place is in I've disarray. Heard I've heard it. Okay, so do you think I did the right thing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because you're getting these, you know, you're getting guys that are coming from wherever. I mean, these a couple of these bands aren't local, from what I understand, right? One's from Nashville. Right, exactly. So you're bringing in these guys from all the way, you know, and then they're going to get there and it's going to be like, no, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to do it. What? Right. You know, so then either you're stuck paying them or right. they're fucked. So it, it, you know, it sucks that you have to do it, but dude, you can't, you can't screw with people's life, livelihoods like that. Right. You know, I mean, you can't, I, I understand you don't want to get, you know, people talking shit about you, but you can, you can turn around and go, Hey, this is the situation. This is my take on it. And there's not one person 
that would say, oh, you, you, you suck. You shouldn't have done that. There's not one person that would say that. That's I totally agree. You know? And I'm looking at it like the wrestling aspect as well. You know, right. like if, if I was holding a wrestling show and the club turned around or the place turned around, it's like, no, we're going <laughs> to fucking close. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh, shit, well, I can't do anything. I can't find a venue that, that quickly. And I got to cancel. You know, right. And then right. Oh, we're, we may not. Well, dude, you know, I'm bringing in guys from all around. I'm not fucking sitting here and waiting on you to, to decide whether you're going to do this shit or not. You know, right. we had a we had a deal. We had a deal. They they honestly they're fucking they're fucking you worse than anything else because technically you had a deal with them. To, for you yeah. for them to turn around two days before the show or three days before the show and say no, I think we're going to close. We're going to cancel all this shit. That's fucking not only unprofessional. You know, it's like look, at least wait until Sunday or something like that, and we're going to close it Sunday, or we're not going to have anything after Saturday night. You have this shit. You know, and we're going to close it from then on. And then, right. you know, we'll have to cancel whatever we have weeks following. But then you're at least giving people a week, you know, notice, like three days. So this is unprofessional on their part. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the fact that some of these bands are going on, you know, mini tours and they're going from city to city to city, and they're kind of self-funding as well. It, it, yeah, totally. It's really fucked up. It's like it's like having a promoter let all the guys come to the show, even though he knew that there wasn't going to be a ring there a week ago. You, you know right. what I mean? Like that's just like <laughs> that. That screws them out of the opportunity of rebooking and making up some money and stuff like that. Like that's uh, like I'm totally on board with your decision. And yeah, and you're showing and hey, you're you're doing it more from not only a promoter's aspect of it, but you're also doing it from a talent's aspect of it. Most promoters that are just promoters that were never actually talent or actually did shows or whatever the case, they don't care about shit like that. That's why they'll turn around and go, hey, yeah, the ring will be there, and then these guys show up and the ring won't. Right. So, but guys that were to promoters, went to promoters that were talents beforehand, yeah, they're going to think about the talent first you know, before they think about their own reputation because they know that these guys are out on the road. I mean, it's not like these bands are local. Like, they're just coming over from South Street or, you know, from Northeast right. Philly, uh, you know, just in case. Yeah, you know. I mean, the, the closest so, person fuck, is an hour I mean, away. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that shit to them. You can't do shit to, like that to people. Coming in from Nashville and coming in from wherever they're coming from, uh, you know. You can't do that to them. Yeah, That's just I think that professional on Tangy Tango's part. I, I think the you know the, the wrestling promoter background too. Um, it was really scary. <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me big time. But the thing that's bothering me too is like I'm seeing like some of the people who are involved with the place now are have been posting. You know, uh, we're not going to be closed. People are spreading fake news. Like, no. Not spreading yeah. fake news. Just what I was told by the owner of the fucking building. Yeah, but I mean, you don't know how much of that is like just them hoping to God that they still have a job. Right. Yeah, I think that you know these guys are are going to be like.
like, you know, no, this isn't our fault, whatever the case. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe they did say something to the guy and said, hey, you know, we got to do these things or otherwise we'll get sued. Who knows? Because you could. I mean, you didn't have a contract with him, did you? No, 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 no. Yeah, see, that sucks. You had a contract with him, you could sue him. Yeah, no contract. Start looking at contracts. See, I need to have you up here as my lawyer. Mm. <laughs> no, unless you have somebody type them on, you know. <coughs> oh, man. All right, well. Yes. Oh, it's, well, I, I guess I should pick uh, my uh, my choice for... Oh, well, yeah, next- your pick. All right. Uh, I've had, like, so many different ideas running through my head, and the one that's uh, jumping out at me the most is uh, top three songs. I'm trying to word this the right way. That make you... make you want to be violent. Make you want to, you know, just make you... like. Feel like fucking Superman, like you can just tear somebody apart and just uh, the classic line, as my buddy Anthony would say, when a song like that would come on, is a song that makes you want to run through a plate of glass. I know what you mean. <laughs> Songs that make you ten feet tall and bulletproof. There you go. <laughs> I like Bingo. It. Well said. Well fucking said. <clears throat> All right, well, I was just checking my phone again to see if anybody had sent any messages about anything, and no. Nope. Oh, shit. Uh, here's uh, another fucked up thing before we go. Like, there's so much stuff. We really need to do more than one show a week, but um, uh, yesterday morning, as I was, I woke up. Uh, I'm on my phone. Um, um, I'm looking at my phone as I'm laying in bed, and Tony Luke went on uh, Fox News yesterday morning to talk about his son passing away, um, and he came clean on that it was uh, heroin that his son OD'd on. And he actually broke down uh, crying uh, on TV oh, yesterday wow. talking about it. Yeah, hard fucking bleach for the guy. Um, as I was reading, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I, I missed it as I was laying in bed. Uh, Jess sends me a message. My niece's—I guess you would call it—stepbrother um, was found dead in the middle of the night from a heroin overdose. Damn, I mean, I know that it's hitting the East Coast hard. It's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up. There was, uh, when I was talking to my niece yesterday, uh, she was telling me, because her brother, or her, yeah, her, this would be her brother-in-law, her husband's brother, so her brother-in-law um, is a cop in the Upper Darby area. They had, in one day, two weeks ago, it was, I don't know if it was 35 or 38, Overdoses in one day. Holy hell. That's just something. 
Yeah. It's fucked up. So. Crazy shit going on. But on that note, <laughs> back to the fucking downer shit. Um, all right. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for Roxy. I thought it was a really fun interview with Roxy uh, tonight. And we really had uh, some stuff to talk about for her to uh, open up about. And I, I kind of had a – I don't know if you guys had seen the video from the, the party she had at her house. But, yeah, there was not um, a lot of happy – Glow girls about <laughs> so uh so I said well, that could there remember be? that how could there be where are they getting this shit from then or they're not doing anything from it they're just making their own shit up what do you mean I mean as far as the story the story oh, yeah I mean totally it's like they they took like I guess the premise of the the true story and totally have rewritten history to this fucking, oh, well, you know. Cool. But that one scene she talked about, that, and, and Nick, I, you didn't get, I didn't hear you say chime in about it. That fucking catch-up scene was so wrong and distasteful. Like, I, I couldn't believe they went there with that. Yeah, it's just, the that's the thing. It wasn't even funny. Like, there just was nothing. It, it, it didn't make sense. It was unnecessarily mean. Like, yeah. it was just, it was a bad call all around. All around, yeah. What was the ketchup scene? I'm sorry. I didn't um, see it. I, 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 no, uh, one of the lead girls. a match that, like, ended with a miscarriage. Yeah. Oh. And then they used, like, ketchup for blood. Yeah. Because the girl that did the ketchup, he was using the ketchup. She had overheard a conversation with the girl that she was in the ring with had a miscarriage. Okay, but oh. let let let's leave you know Roxy and some of these girls aside, and and let's not like it's totally true that in that era, so, one of these girls heard some bad shit that happened to another girl and then acted like a total asshole because of it. Like, that's things that all girls do. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, it's natural. I don't habit. think there's too much stuff that's, like, way out of left field. The drug robot yeah. was a little much. This was, this I got to kick out of the drug robot. I thought he was funny. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I think it was just to show that they were in a completely different world. So there you go. Yep. That saves me from having to watch that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all right. On that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I gotta try to get some fucking sleep. Hopefully, more than two and a half hours tonight. Um, Medical marijuana. <sighs> Yeah. You just need a flight to Vegas. You don't even need a prescription. Right? It's <laughs> cheaper just to get the fucking flight to Vegas. So, all right, guys. Let's, uh, like a baby. let's wrap it up and let me try to sleep like a baby. And uh, thank you again for everybody tuning in. Uh, can I apologize on the cancellation of the show next week? Um, I'll be making it up to everybody somehow, some way. 
thanks to uh, Kristen for calling in with this week's news, and thanks to uh, Roxy for calling in. And uh, see, there's so much stuff I want to fucking talk about. Um, I, I, coming up in two Thursdays is um, Corey Feldman live in concert in Philly. Like, do I go to it or do I stay and do the show? Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's a dilemma. <laughs> because then I also uh, I already have tickets for the following Thursday to go see Ghost again. Oh wow! And then the following Thursday after that is Seether. So it's like, do I want to take two weeks off and go see Corey and Ghost, or Ghost and Seether, or just Ghost? I- I mean, of the three, Corey would be my last choice. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's what I'm starting to think because I'm starting to hear some horror stories. You're not going <laughs> to Corey for the music. You know what I mean? You're going for the Corey experience. Totally. <laughs> totally. Corey experience. <laughs> And it's not even, it's called Awesome Fest. Dude, you couldn't drag me to that if you gave me the time. <laughs> put me on stage. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, kid. <laughs> in, in, uh, the, in the God bless, he should have been dead by now file. Corey Feldman. <laughs> so. Jeanette uh, finally oh, starts to make money. No. Oh. He, he's totally what? right, though. I mean, Bay, he, uh, totally. You've already had him on the show. You've already talked to him. Do you really need to sit through two hours of him fucking singing? I watched that performance that he put on on the, on the thing. And, though, I, you know, I agree with him. They shouldn't have been that, that mean to him. Uh, you know, we sat through that. That's like five minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. And just like yesterday at one of his concerts, he knocked one of his own feet out with the microphone. It might be fun to go if that's like the one where he dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and listen to like the, your your ticket price is either $20 general mission or $95 for the VIP where you get to meet Corey. Holy what? shit. $95. $95, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. I saved myself $95. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, and you, what would be the point of going if you didn't get to meet him? So look at how much money you, <laughs> that's like $95. That's like two beers. At the Caesar concert, yeah, right? But you met him already, didn't you? I, I've met him twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> let's see now if he was if he was if he was cool enough to where he said, "Hey, you know, I'm coming into town." Called you up and said, "Hey, you know, you should come back backstage." Blah blah blah. Yeah, then you'd be a fool not to go. But fuck to go pay and sit there. Fuck you. Uh, you know what's crazy too, like. The two times I met him, he totally remembered 
uh, our interview and everything and praised it, but yet his hand still comes out to get paid for the fucking autograph. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, he's not fucking got a. He's, he's right, trying to catch a, here's, from whatever fairy Who's opening for Caesar? Uh, Letters from the Fire, who did our show. I mean, <laughs> that seems like an easy choice. I know. I know. <laughs> All I know is Ghost this is July 20th. That's going to be fucking amazing. They were just here, like, almost last night or something like that. Ah, oh, dude, you should have went. You should have fucking went. It was Ghost and Iron Maiden, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good. So fucking good. I'll start going to concerts when I can go to them privately from my fucking uh, couch in the living room. I'm That's not you sitting next do. to some fucking hillbilly at a corn concert. You, you know what I mean? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the main reasons I don't like going anymore. Fucking Man, I went to a wrestling show. And chicks. I went to a wrestling show, and this wasn't recent. This was back in Virginia. But it was maybe like five, six years ago. Uh, went to that wrestling show, took a friend's kid to the show. And got stuck behind these two guys that smelled like, uh, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But whatever it was, it wasn't natural. <laughs> and they just dunk. And they were stuck there. You were stuck in that little fucking seat. You know? It was terrible. People suck. Yes, I think are. that's a great place to end the show. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, stay driven. See ya. Good night.